1: Hi there, everyone, and welcome to the show. Mike Pingleton here, and I am your host for these proceedings. Here we go with episode 72, and I hope you all remain safe and healthy out there. It's a rainy afternoon here uh, in central Illinois with all the beautiful fall colors of late October outside my window, and I got a nice cup of coffee here with me while I record my intros and outros. Now, before we get to this week's episode, I want to say thank you, as always, to all of the show's patrons including our newest Patreon member, Brad Allen. Thank you so much, Brad, and I appreciated your note as well. And I'm grateful for everyone's contributions, and it does keep the show rolling along. And if you're out there listening and you would like to kick in a few bucks, it's easy to do, and I'll tell you all about it at the end of the show. Now, this week's episode comes out of an offhand suggestion someone made uh, last fall, I think, but I, I can't remember who made it. But it was connected to the old Field Herb forum, uh, there were several posts on FHF that were about weird things happening while in the field and apparently there are a lot of freaky things going on out there. So I decided to do a show along these lines and uh, I began soliciting stories from the listening audience. Uh, now the Field herform Forum post had some real tragic stories mixed in there and I decided that tragedy does not equate with weird or at least most of the time. So I decided to draw the line and avoid that kind of thing and Uh, I began recording stories in January, and I have them strung all together here, like pearls on a string. And I had a few come in that I just couldn't add for one reason or another, but I want to thank those folks for sending them in just the same. Uh, And I guess I'm glad I didn't get a hundred responses, otherwise we would be here all week. So let's get started. Matt Ratcliffe, welcome to the show.
3: Hey, thanks, Mike. Finally glad to be on here.
1: Good to have you. Um, we've known each other for a while now. I don't know how many years. Um, got out in the field uh, in New Jersey, which was cool. Uh, you've even been down to uh, my neck of the woods a few times, but I wasn't able to, to get away and, and hang out with you. But uh, my, my buddy Justin day, and some other people day. did. Yeah. So uh, yeah, uh, so uh, you live in New Jersey. Um, you are a lieutenant colonel in the Air Force, and you have I am. A, a, a family, a young young kids, and you've got uh, a lot going on. You're a very busy guy. I and am. So I feel incredibly lucky to get you to sit down for a little bit and talk to me for fifteen minutes or so. So
3: no, well, I think I, I feel like I'm the lucky one uh, just having the opportunity to be on your show. So yeah, well, thank you. I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah. And, uh, I will also mention that you're getting over a terrible cold, which has left you with a gravelly voice.
3: Yes. I, I've been healthy for about two weeks now, but my voice is, uh, slow to catch up, uh, between work and having two kids, uh, haven't been really given opportunities to rest it. So, yeah, but, uh, we're close enough. I figured it was time to record. So,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you sound okay. Everybody can understand you, so it'll be fine. i good. So, um, you're you're on this, this. You're coming on to tell us about a couple uh, things that have happened to you in the field. Um, one concerns some uh, some howls, and the other one concerns some uh, uh, a close call. So, why don't you why don't you take us through? Why don't you save the close call for last and, and okay start with the other one.
3: Okay. Um, the first one's really short. Uh, just something interesting I encountered in the field once. I don't think anybody else has. Well, maybe someone has, but not something I ever expected or have experienced since. So, this is uh, about summer 2015. Uh, at the time, I was living in Florida. Uh, I was stationed at and I lived at uh, McDill Air Force Base in Tampa. So, for those who have never been to Tampa, the geography is kind of interesting. Um, very big city, a lot of development. But, uh, the southern half of the city sits on what's called the Inner Bay Peninsula. And the very sou- southern tip of that peninsula is MacDill Air Force Base. In um, MacDill, uh, while it's pretty built up, there's several spots of, you know, mangrove habitat, some remnant longleaf pine forest, some mixed scrub, that kind of stuff. So not the best herping in the state, but, so, but decent enough. Um, you know, right there at home, didn't have to drive 45 minutes an hour to get anywhere. I can just do it there. So <clears throat> uh, one summer... It was that nighttime, it had rain that day, so I was road cruising for frogs, and I was driving around on base that night. I had the windows down so I could listen to frog choruses, and uh, 10 o'clock rolled around that night. So, at, mo- at most bases, at uh, 10 o'clock, they play taps, uh, it's that really melancholy-sounding song that played like on a, a horn.
1: Sure. Um, it's in every movie, so that, right? It's in every, yeah. every military movie there is.
3: So that played on the loudspeakers all across the base, so you can hear it anywhere you are. So uh, Taps goes off. I'm like, okay, he's getting late. And all of a sudden, I start. I hear the woods just erupt in noise, and it took me a second to realize what it was, and it was just howling coming from all over, uh, mostly to the north of me, but just every direction, every, every tree seemed like I had a coyote howling out of it. Uh, and what they were doing, as best I could tell, is, the music from TAPS uh, somehow spoke to them, and this pack that was totally quiet uh, just erupted in howls for the duration of TAPS, and then it stopped. And I just found that weird because I had never once seen or heard a coyote there before or after that. And uh, you know, given the geography of Tampa, like I said, uh, McDill's at the very southern tip of the peninsula. Everything above the peninsula is completely developed. So those coyotes have been there a while. Though I understand, uh, you know, in Chicago, the urban coyotes are pretty good at uh, sneaking around and staying hidden right in the middle of the city. So who knows? But uh, it was just, this caught me by surprise that, you know, uh, coyotes just get to these unexpected places and uh, they're very, very secretive. But uh, that night they
1: decided to erupt in song uh, as I was on their road cruise. So were there a lot of them? It you... was really
3: hard to tell. I mean, I'm a bad estimate of this, but I say probably about two dozen from all the oh, howls I heard.
1: Holy cow. That's a lot yeah. of coyotes. So now our our friends out west are all going, yeah, coyotes. Yeah. Um, but typically, this is not a, a thing that happens. And We have coyotes in the east, but you just, you mm-hmm. know, I don't hear them around my neck of the woods. And I know that we have them. So
3: uh, I think I've maybe heard a coyote howl once or twice in my life before that. Yeah. And I was in some really rural spots of the south. So
1: This kind of caught you by surprise. <laughs> Yeah. So, do you think they're howling every night to taps?
3: I, I'd have to guess so. I'm trying to think. Uh, you know, I did plenty of road cruising there at night, but I guess I really wasn't on that particular stretch of road uh, when taps hit off. Uh, I may have been on a different road. I uh, okay. just never heard it. Yeah, it was just
1: bizarre. You were in the you were in the right place at the right time.
3: Right. <laughs> like I said, as soon as the song stopped, they stopped too, and I, they didn't hear another peep out of them. Wow, and I never saw the first one there. But.
1: I always like hearing them; they're they're really cool. Um, yeah. But you you know, I mean, you're out if I'm out west and camping in the desert or something, and they, they start up. It's like okay, yeah, it's it it feels like a natural component, but uh, mm-hmm. not so much east of the Mississippi, you know.
4: Yeah,
3: and there's no need to be scared. Like I said, I was in my car, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't remember if I stopped after that or just went cruising elsewhere because I was like, oh, I'm definitely outnumbered here, but. Uh,
1: <laughs> Yeah, I just yeah, don't want um, to find your car and a couple shoes or something, you know.
3: No. <laughs> it's
1: a bad horror movie.
3: Definitely not.
1: <laughs> well, what about your close call?
3: Yeah, so this one, um, definitely more danger than this one. Um, so this is uh, May 2019. I had a work trip to Scott Air Force Base in Illinois for one day. I decided to take some leave on the back end so I can do a little bit of herping before I deploy to Iraq. and. um I, uh, that day, I spent the time driving down through Missouri, went herping some glades, and uh, my ultimate target was to go down the Snake Road, so I'd never been there before. So late May, this is late May, right before Memorial Day weekend. Not the best time of year to go, but still, I was in the area. I wasn't going to say no to going to Snake Road. So, yeah, uh, I got down there in the evening. The plan was uh, Justin Michaels uh, and one of his friends were going to drive down to meet me. They're, they weren't going to get there for another hour or two, so uh, I got to the road a little bit before sunset. And um, that spring, it it must have rained a lot in that part of Illinois because all the fields, the big muddy river, all the canals on the way, the ditches on the way up to snake road, everything was flooded, uh, completely flooded out. Mm. Um, And it was about to rain again that night. There was a big storm coming through. So got the snake road. I knew there was a storm coming. Um, Kind of getting towards the last slide of the day. So uh, I pulled in, I, parked my car there at uh what is it winter's pond northern lot there
1: yeah mm -hmm. north north side
3: so i turned right into winter's pond and i immediately turned right so i parked my car my rental uh facing north against the trees gotcha and uh i knew i think i heard you mention there's some water sinks you can find there so i decided to get out walk around a bit and um it was very buggy a lot of mosquitoes and um i kind of dished that idea after a couple minutes because I wasn't really seeing much. The bugs are getting me. Uh, I could hear some frogs calling, but I wasn't going to go walk. I wasn't really equipped to walk out into the swamp. So the ground was definitely really wet there as well, um, just from all the rain they had. Uh, and again, this is before it started the rain. So I'm like, all right, uh, let's just get in the car and get what road using in that we can before the rain comes. Maybe I'll turn up something. So <clears throat> I got in my car, closed the door, put it in reverse. And I think I just started backing up when. I just heard this awful sound, really loud, creaking, ripping sound. I couldn't even tell where it was coming from. I thought I was getting crushed or like I was about to die uh, right next to me. And I'm like, I have no idea what just happened. And it, was, it ended with this loud boom, like something hit the ground. I'm like, what the heck just happened? Um, and again, it's not stormy right now, no rain or wind. I got out, I looked around, and there was a tree in that very northeast corner of the lot. So, you know, my car is parked facing north. The tree was probably 10 to 15 feet to my right of my car. And I was starting to back up. And that tree, it was a dead tree, just fell over out of the blue. And it fell right over the, the way I would have driven to get out of the lot. So if I had been, you know, a couple seconds faster, uh, Justin Michaels would have arrived around 9 p.m. and found my smashed up body in the SUV. Wow. And, uh, would have had a bad time, and I would have had a bad time. I would have had a bad time, too. Uh, it just missed me by seconds uh the best i could tell is the ground was so waterlogged uh and so soft that the tree just the roots just gave out and it just fell over wow i don't know if my car driving on the ground shifted something either that caused it to do that but again there was no wind or anything it just fell over holy cow uh and i think it was a it was dead or dying because the uh the wood from the tree was pretty soft um not that i wouldn't have hurt still if it hit me but it wasn't like you know a healthy tree where the wood splinters and everything it was right. it kind of crumbled apart in your hand
1: was it a big tree
3: uh, yeah I had terrible trees I I mean it was a decent sized tree it was big enough to fall across a lot and okay. uh, I had to move some chunks out of it to leave but uh I couldn't tell what kind it was I'm sorry um, you know someone probably may have noticed that tree was missing uh later that season or came down that weekend would have seen chunks of it lying across in the parking lot because uh the whole thing just fell over. Um, and again, like I said, it I would have been driving my rental right under where it fell if I was just a, f- a couple seconds faster. So a couple um,
1: seconds faster, you would have completed your backup and then put it in drive and then moved forward and Wash,
3: yep, And that thing would have just fallen over and yep, hit my car.
1: Holy cow.
3: Like I said, just out of the blue. The best I could tell is just, yeah, the ground was so wet that something gave way. Just at the right or wrong time, however you look at it.
1: That's that's just got to be a really odd feeling for you.
3: Yeah, and I, and I was I was the only person on uh, Snake Road. Um, there was nobody else there. I was by myself. So,
1: so you're right, Justin, and uh, whoever was with him probably I think would. It was Zach. Yeah, okay. Malvin. Yeah, they they would have they would have probably been the ones to find you. That's yeah. Wow, that's pretty wild. I I can't even imagine what what must have went through your head after that.
3: <laughs> I was pretty shaken up. Um, <laughs> But, uh, you know, gather my wits. Um, the tree kind of broke up in a bunch of chunks because, like I said, it was kind of decaying. So it wasn't like just one giant uh, timber laying across the road. It kind of just fell apart. So the, uh, I was able just to just move a couple of the bigger pieces out of the way and drive out. But like any good herper, though, I, uh, <laughs> I checked what was the remaining of the bark and wood. And uh, sure enough, I found a five-line, five-line skink had been living in there. uh was probably a little bit dazed from uh falling over with the tree
1: Uh, (laughs) i'm not dead so i'm going herping
3: (laughs) (laughs) and uh you know it delayed me a little bit with road cruising but you know it's just a couple minutes after that um i got my first snake a snake right i think this is from what i hear this is a pretty good first snake Uh, i got a copperhead yeah before i even saw a cottonmouth so nice nice Yeah. Um had to photograph it, and then maybe about five, ten minutes later, the sky opened up and it just poured down rain. I don't remember seeing any more fallen trees after that storm came through. It definitely rained hard enough, but uh, yeah, I think that was my only snake of the night because, like I said, it got really wet. Nope, correction. Um, found a baby cottonmouth later. I'll let, I'll let Justin tell you that story. But...
4: <laughs>
1: okay.
3: <laughs> yeah, we, we met up at the uh, parking lot, Winter's parking lot later on, and you know I showed him the tree, and my dude almost died to this thing.
1: <laughs> wow, that's amazing yeah. um i'm much I'm so happy to be here talking to you because that would that would would have been the, one of those stories in the herbert community that would have been just one of those sad stories that everybody would tell once yeah. in a while about how poor Matt got squashed by a tree um but i it also uh somebody else nearly got hit by a tree there I'm wanting to say it was um Andy O'Connor, I think it was Andy. Who also nearly, he didn't move though, but the tree fell like, you know, within a few feet of his car, same kind of thing. There was a tornado or something coming through or a violent storm. I can't remember which. Mm-hmm. And it take, it take, it took some trees out and including one right next to his car. So it was a very, very close enough to, to, um, uh, to frighten him. So I think it was Andy. If Andy, if that's you, let me know.
3: Yeah. And I've had fallen trees in yards before, but I was definitely the closest I've ever been to one. Yeah. Actually hitting me. So, Oy. um, definitely thankful. Uh, I survived. <laughs> um, you know, like I said, it was very wet that weekend. Um, not the product, not the most productive, uh, out in the snake road in southern Illinois, but you know, we had a good time. I, I found a few lifers while there and. That was a nice little final outing before I went on my deployment about a month and a half
1: later. So. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you went to Iraq. Yeah, to for, Iraq for a year. Huh. I'm glad you're back from all that, and that's all. Yeah, me too. That's a, that's a whole other story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How all that went
3: down. But
1: Well, you, uh, you were talking about uh, uh, going to Scott Air Force Base uh, before we started the show, and it made me think of something uh, that happened to me uh, not too far from Scott Air Force Base. And uh, I did, This is a this is a weird one. Uh, I'm on Highway 70, uh, coming back, coming east, back from a trip to Kansas uh, with my friend Steve, Steve Coogan, a dear departed friend who passed away a couple of years ago. And uh, we were in Steve's little pickup truck, and it's foggy. Uh, it's not terribly the worst fog you've ever seen, but it's foggy enough. And so Steve's driving it along about 55 instead of 70. And uh, this is close to the – what do you call it? The Highland uh, – close to uh, Highland, Illinois, over there. In that yeah, area. I know. Yep, yep. Yeah, so we're, we're over in that area. Um, so that's why the Scott Air Force Base connection came up. But uh, we're driving along, and Steve and I both see a figure on the passenger side. In other words, out, from outside of the highway – Okay. Run into the highway in the fog. So runs into our lane. How many legs? <laughs> and two legs. Two legs. No body, just legs. That's all we saw. And I said to Steve in in that split second, I'm like, look out. And he's like, I'm on it. And he went over in the other lane. And as we got closer, there was nothing there. Huh. Nothing. That was there. a
3: no body because of the fog or?
1: No, there was just, there was just legs. There was no, there was no torso. We just that's saw a pair tricky. of yeah. running legs. Yes. Uh, yeah, and they, they were probably a, maybe a hundred feet ahead. You know, we could just see them in the fog. But as you know, as we're getting closer, it's like, oh, it it didn't it failed to become a, you know, actual person or anything. It was just, yeah.
3: Did you see it leave the road or?
1: They, they they just ran across our lane into the other lane and and even though Steve and went over even though Steve went over into the other lane, yeah, we didn't uh, we didn't we never saw anything it just sort of poof was just gone but we never neither one of us saw anything uh, but legs so
3: <laughs> i have to look up the local uh urban legends around that part of illinois
1: yeah <laughs> you're talking about scott air force base i always think about that when i drive through that area it's like man yeah. that was the nuttiest thing and you know steve and i just kind of looked at each other and <laughs> kept on driving <laughs> wow how long so, ago was that oh my gosh i was probably uh in the late '90s, probably, I would say. Was this at night time? Yeah, it was at night. Nighttime, you know. Yes. So, wow. Yeah, that was pretty bizarre. So
3: someone to be doing that? Yeah, maybe they're on drugs. You know,
1: <laughs> I'm sure. Know. I'm sure there's an explanation for it. That is pretty weird, though. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. Uh, you know, just legs. That's all we saw, and uh, um, so I don't know. But uh, you know, that was um, one of those things that you know you just. Yeah, occasionally we would bring it, he would bring it up or I would bring it up. And I, I don't think our story has ever changed. We both just yeah. saw a pair of running legs. So
3: <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know if you know any, uh, anyone who does horror shorts, but that sounds like a good, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, jumping, uh, jumping board for a a skit, a short movie. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah. It's, uh, it's definitely one of those weird things and people, you know, people see weird things all the time. And, and, uh, things that are out of place or unusual or like coyotes howling that you don't expect. You know, these things just happen to us when we're out You're outside long, uh, long enough and, and crazy things happen to you. I think, you know,
3: it's just a matter of, uh, chances, you know, spend enough time outside and yeah. yeah, something bizarre will happen just yeah. by chance. Yes, sir. Yeah. Maybe think back, you know, I don't know if you knew this. I used to live at, I used to be stationed at Scott air force base.
1: Uh-huh.
3: Uh, and what do you know? I did, I did three years there. My last month at Scott Air Force Base is when I became a herper. Oh, really? So I spent three years in Gray State, of Illinois, with Snake Road, all these great places in Missouri within a day's drive, and um, it wasn't until just weeks before I moved that I learned what field herping was, oh. um, and uh, knew that there's, you know, you can go out to these places and go herping. Wow. Um, and I, I kind of picked up on my own. I didn't really know any, Nobody introduced it to me. Huh. And, um yep. Wow. That's where I got. That's where I got introduced to it on my own.
1: Fate can be cruel.
3: <laughs> yeah, it can be.
1: <laughs> wow. So yeah. Well, hopefully we get you back down in the in our area again sometime, and um, you can spend Absolutely. a little more I know.
3: time. Yeah, I need to make it out there one October for uh, prime snake road season. Yeah, I know it gets crowded there, but it's a uh, it's a rite of passage. So, like I said, I was there in May. It was a good time, but uh, you know, everything was kind of overgrown. The stinging nettles out and forest.
1: Oh boy, yeah.
3: So uh, it kind of limited your options with exploring. So, I, I I ran into it once or twice. It was not fun.
1: Mm, yeah, but May's a good time to be down there. You can see a lot of a lot of herps. Uh, yeah, so. it's
3: still a good time for sure. Yeah, and the uh, the cave salamanders just blew my mind seeing that. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah Justin showed me that. So.
1: Yeah, there's uh, not much prettier than a cave salamander, when it comes to salamanders. So, absolutely, yeah, they are striking. Yes. So hopefully we'll get you back down there. But uh, well, thank thank you for coming on the show, and uh, I think I'll I think I might open the show with this. Okay. And uh, I have uh, some uh, collections of other stories that people have told me about predicaments. And, yeah,
3: I'm, uh, I'm sure there's ones that are more. Uh, Creepy and terrifying than mine.
1: <laughs> well, you know, I I just didn't want the the creepy and terrifying. I also wanted the uh, well the ter- the tree is terrifying. You know. It was it was. Uh, I, I probably didn't sell it enough, but God, <laughs> yeah, that's terrifying. Uh, but uh, you know, I just interested in the crazy things people have happened to them. You know, people, all kinds of stuff happens. You know, you walk through the woods and there's a tree with you know fifty dolls hanging in it. You know that kind of yeah. weird stuff, where you meet some you know, a crazy prospector back in the woods or you know people have all kinds of weird experiences
3: what gets me is when a uh, a barred owl sounds off 50 feet from me at night <laughs> they are loud and they have some weird calls too yeah. yeah that it takes you a second to realize what the heck you're hearing
1: sometimes if if you get <laughs> a couple rundown. of them that come together and they they start that squabbling yeah that caterwauling yeah, yeah. caterwauling that's a good word yeah it is
3: It's um, yeah. bizarre
1: it is, and I always think back on you know, when you know, people first came to the the country back in in you know four hundred years ago. They weren't naturalists; they didn't really know much about you know the, the animals and things. And you know, your first night you move to Illinois or whatever, you come to Illinois, and your first night you hear Bardells owls caterwauling like that. And what do you know? What what? They're, you they're
3: know? the happy demons in the woods, yeah. right?
1: Yeah, or or even you know, even screech owls are kind of creepy sounding too. So uh, I wonder what they thought of those things. Obviously, it it leads one to speculate, or if you were there, it would lead you to speculate on what you didn't know. You know, I I know we're going long here.
3: You mentioned screech owls. Um, So the family we went camping last weekend in New Jersey, and uh, I remember our first night, uh, I woke up at 10 p.m. Was it 11 p.m.? We went to bed early, and I had a screech owl. Um, doing the Winnie call somewhere nearby. And then I woke up an hour later and it was doing the uh, little monotonic trill it does. I was this close to getting out of bed to go trying to <laughs> track it down and get, but it was, it was cold. I had the kids in there. I didn't want to get up, but uh, I got to hear both of his calls at night. Nice. Of uh, camping. campus. So that was really cool to hear. Uh, yeah. That was my first time uh, actually hearing one call long, you know, longer than just like a single uh, little, I can't remember how it goes. Like, <laughs> Call what they do yeah, sometimes. But. I
1: don't know what the, what they, what they call that. Yeah, um, it's funny. I've I've seen them a couple times out in the rain hunting frogs. It'll be raining, and, oh, wow. and they'll come down low. I've seen them low in trees. Um, well, Smart. They're you're just kind of parked <laughs> there looking. Yeah. Uh, you know, next to a pond, so they're looking for frog movement. So,
3: to, next time I'm out for frogs, I'll have to keep that in mind. Then, yeah. Because yeah. Still have not seen one, hope to one day. They're, they're hard oh, to find.
1: Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I well, should mention, too, eventually. you're an avid birder, too.
3: Yeah. I need to probably put more time towards herping. I have several <laughs> people tell me that, but
4: <laughs> a, b- bird
3: is a, little bit, a bird is a little bit easier to do because you can do that anytime, anywhere. Yeah. Um, some places just aren't herpable, unfortunately.
4: <laughs> yeah,
1: that's true. Well, hey, but uh, you, you know, you live in a nice flyway area. You get some nice, yeah you yeah. get some nice warblers there and, the biggest surprise about New Jersey
3: is—I knew herping there is great, but New Jersey is a fantastic birding state, and I yeah. had no idea. Uh, absolutely fantastic, hmm. um, great spots all over the state. Uh, Cape May is one of the best spots in the world. I, I've yet to really go down there to bird, but um, you know, it's a very avid birding community there as well.
1: Yes, um, sir. Mm-hmm.
3: So uh, lots of activity, lots of people reporting rarities. Uh, just a. Uh, Fun state to
1: be in for that. Yeah, and I enjoy uh, seeing you post stuff on Facebook about your adventures there. So I, I enjoy that. Since I've been to New Jersey now and Herp there, and I'd, I'd love to go back because it's a really cool place to go. Around. Yeah,
3: that's what I tell people in New Jersey. That it's not just an industrial wasteland full of Ooh. warehouses. You know, lots of really cool wow. natural areas there.
1: Yeah, the um, my uh, the day we went and saw the Diamondback terrapins. Who, that's a
3: great spot. Yeah, over by Atlantic, and they state. are. Super
1: easy to get there too, and super yeah. abundant. Yeah, it was a Real awesome. good population there. Yeah, amazing. So, well, thank you, Matt. Uh, we talked a little longer than uh, we, yeah. we I said we would, but that's okay. Um, that's a good problem. Yeah, it's a good problem to have, and uh, enjoy talking to you, and uh, look forward to the next time I can uh, see you in person.
3: Absolutely. And Hopefully, sometimes we, sometime we soon. won't.
1: Yeah, we won't stand in under a tree or anything, too. No. <laughs> well. Uh, as long as the weather is fine, I'm not. I'm not.
3: I'm all right with it. So. Okay. Yeah, thankfully I am not. Defe- I have not developed a phobia of trees. On.
1: <laughs> you don't find yourself looking at the trees you're walking under and and assessing them for. Uh, oh no, I'm uh, assessing the birds. You know, especially
3: as oh. a dead tree, looking for red-headed woodpeckers. Really. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but
1: okay. Well, you, you're you're uh, you're bravely pushing on then. Yeah.
3: <laughs> okay. I went through. I went through scarier stuff in Iraq anyway, so it probably. Sure. Got whipped yeah. out of me. So. <clears throat> yeah,
1: yeah. But well I, That's for I, another time. Yeah, that's putting in putting it in perspective. Yeah. Right there. All right. Well, thanks again, Matt.
3: All right. Yeah. Thanks, Mike. Really appreciate the opportunity. It was great talking to you.
1: I am once again speaking to you from the rainforest in Peru, and uh, today on the show, I have with me Matt Cage, who has been on the show a number of times. Welcome back to the show, Matt. It is so good to be back. It's so
5: good to be here in Peru with you, and it's an honor to be on your show again. Thank you so much. It's good to have you. Uh, it's great. It is great to be back here after two years. It's been two years. Two years uh, to the month yeah. since we were last here, or since I was last here.
1: So. Yeah. Feels good to... Uh, get back into, a, uh, the old routine.
5: Yeah. It uh, took, it took a little bit, but it was, uh, it was so nice to get here and, and into the rainforest and getting into the humidity. And, um, but, uh, uh it, it's just great. It's just the, the, the people we have here is a, are great. It's a great tour and, uh, we've seen yeah. some
1: incredible wildlife. So, so far so good. Yeah. Yeah. No Bushmaster yet on this trip, but we we'll, no, we've got a few days left. So hoping to change that. Yeah. but we got some nice stuff and, uh, Back home, at least in my area, it's like single digits. So, um,
5: I am in Florida now, and I heard it's in the 30s there. So that's no fun either. Yeah,
1: so. yeah. So, woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're sitting here. We've had our breakfast, and we're kind of sweating already. And it's days not as hot as yesterday. I don't think yesterday was brutal.
5: It was uh, brutal, sunny and yeah. hot. We may get some rain today,
1: but anyway, I brought you here uh, to uh, to try to get uh, some kind of um, uh, one, one of the weird stories that you have, the thing, crazy thing that's happened to you in 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 the field. And, uh, I think, uh, the, the first thing I want, I want to, I know what I want to finish up with. And it's uh, something that happened to us, uh, both down here on a, on a trip, uh, a trip we made, uh, we had some, something really interesting happen and really kind of weird, but I, first I want to go with the, uh, your lights in the sky story. Okay. Uh, and if you want to start with, uh, maybe the, 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 one that, that you and Tim shared.
5: Okay. Uh, we can start. We were in, uh, Tim and I, um, were in Nevada. We were road cruising, uh, an area, uh, in Southern Nevada and, uh, having a great time, saw a lot of stuff. And, uh, we were in a Canyon, a pretty deep Canyon and, and out, uh, above the rim of the Canyon as we were driving we saw five lights raised from, the, from the, the, the side of the canyon, bright, bright lights that were in the sky. And um, both of us are like, well, what is that? So we stopped the car. Did they raise slowly? They or? raised very slowly and then stopped. And they were just hovering in the air. Uh, five significant lights were just, uh, all, they were kind of moving together up. And they stopped on the horizon above the canyon rim. So I couldn't tell how far they were, but they were definitely above the canyon rim. So we actually turned off the headlights and got out of the car. And both of us are like, are you seeing that? Yeah, it was one of those moments. And then they started to independently move. All five lights independently moved. And uh, we were there for multiple minutes just watching these lights all moving in like, on, on the horizon moving in a circle or are they just no they up were just and down or? all moving independently so up and down left and right um and uh around each other and then um it was it was one of the strangest events i've seen uh eventually there was a larger flash and they all went out so that was it huh that was it it lasted a few minutes and um so what year was this uh, I'd have to go back into my memory. I'm guessing
1: 2008. Wow. Okay. So, yeah. so there might be people listening and you know, thinking, well, they just saw a bunch of drones. It was not drones. Uh, I mean, there's lots
5: of, uh, uh, you know, us, uh, intelligence and military stuff down there. So, I mean, who knows it, that's probably what it was, but it was yeah. still very interesting to see. And,
1: uh, yeah, I mean, my, you know, my whole idea behind this is, not to get to the truth of what you saw, yeah, but rather that weird feeling of "Holy cow, what the heck is happening?"
5: Yeah, yeah. for sure. I actually Googled it when I got um, when I got back, and and somebody in Las Vegas had seen similar lights and recorded it and uh, similar type thing. So okay. it's I'm not the first to have seen those, but. Uh, it okay. was certainly odd and both of us were looking at each other like what are <laughs> we looking at? So, and
1: they Is somebody going to make a movie about us? <laughs> yeah.
5: These are bright lights too. I mean, it's it's like I mean, definitely something something burning some heat up there.
1: So, wow. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. And and yeah, it could be it could be mill stuff, who knows, but uh, it, it certainly uh, had you guys going what do we do now? <laughs> yeah. The, the ghost lights of Nevada. So. You weren't you aren't missing any time or anything. You didn't wake up like nine hours later or something. Uh, <laughs> as far as I know, no, but uh, that okay. wouldn't have been good. Okay. That's good. We know what you know, no alien probing or anything mm-hmm. like that. So very good. Uh, and you've told that story to me and I've heard it a number of times and I always think, man, whatever it was, it's still the experience you have was just weird. So it, it, it. Was one of those moments
5: where you're just like, are we actually seeing this? What is that? I mean, when it's moving like nothing I've ever seen before, the the way these lights were moving, uh, and definitely not in a straight line like an airplane. They were twisting around, uh, they converged together, they seemed to interact with each other, and this is after they went up and hovered. So uh, wow, yeah, that's strange. Yeah, strange for sure.
1: Well, let's, let's move forward a little bit. That was, uh, mid odds Let's move forward to the teens, I think 2017. Okay. Uh, I know where you're going. (laughs) And you and I were, uh, uh, in, uh, on, uh, Santa Catalina Island. Uh, not the one off the ghost, coast of California, I said ghost, not the one off the coast of California, but the one in Baja, California, in the, the Gulf
5: of California, Gulf of
1: California. Yeah. And, uh, we were on that Island with a number of people and our, our friend Jim Shirash is in this story too. So, uh, why don't you, why don't you start off this, this story? Okay.
5: Well, um, we went there and this is my second time to the Island. So I'm, uh, I know what to expect there. It's a deserted Island, a wonderful Island. And, um. So I'm hiking up a dry canyon, uh, again, a pretty, oh, this is a an op- very open canyon uh, with peaks way off to the side and um, finding some wonderful uh, some wonderful animals in there. So I'm uh, having a great time. I was by myself and I hike as far as you can go until it gets just too thick to hike anymore, which is probably half a mile from, from the beach. Sorry, you being interrupted here <laughs> by the- uh, Yeah. So uh, anyways, we're a half mile from the beach and I turn around and I start walking back and uh, I actually found a rattlesnake and was photographing it. And as I'm putting my camera away, I see, well, back to lights. Uh, so maybe it's maybe it's me. Um, I saw a light in the sky that was just odd. And, um, again, it was, it was much different than the ones in Nevada. Uh, it was, it was, um, more faint and blurry. Uh, so like a, like a, a blurry faint light. Um, but it was definitely there and it was moving and it was bobbing up and down. And, um, I, I'm, you know, I'm wondering if something's wrong with my eyes or do I have cataracts or what's going on? Um, and then I see another one. And so there's two of them and they're and they are independently moving and my eyes seem to be right and uh, no drinking. Yeah. So, I, you know, I'm like, okay, this is just this is becoming a
1: theme. And, so, uh, the, but these lights are you're we're on an island. You're facing west. It was facing west. And the lights are kind of over where the mainland would
5: be, right? Is over, that correct? T- towards the mainland. Towards the mainland. But there's not much there. There's no there's no town.
1: There's no roads. There's no
5: roads. Um, I there's, mean, there's a giant is, mountain
1: range there. There's right.
5: a mountain range there. And there is roads that wind through that. But it was, I mean, it was up in the sky. I mean, I, I, that's, I mean, all I can figure is, is some sort of reflection or something. But so, you know, I'm, at this point I'm alone um, and I'm thinking to myself, do... Am I really seeing this? Is it my imagination? and um so i I hike down and um I come across you and uh, I tell I'll tell you you know first what what you seen? I go through my list of of you know incredible herbs that i found and and uh and then I think I just laid in, hey, did you see those lights? <laughs> yeah, Jim Chirash was with me, yeah, yeah, and uh you're like, no. And I, and I look up and they're still there. So I'm like, okay, yeah. take a look right over there. Yeah. And maybe you
1: can explain what you saw. Yeah. Well, it, 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 I would say it was probably 25 or 30 degrees off the horizon and they're small lights and they, they seem to vary in color. Uh, but they, when I, what I saw, the lights weren't really moving around. You couldn't see like a, a light moving laterally or, or horizontally or vertically. The light would appear and then it would disappear. And then it would appear, uh, you know, from our standpoint, maybe a, a hand's width away to the right. And then it would, you know, twinkle and then it would disappear and then it would reappear. Like a foot above that, you know, so to speak, from my from my viewpoint, up in this you know higher in the sky, it would so it did like this sort of a almost a triangular pattern over and over again. The lights would instantly disappear from one area and reappear in another, and it just kept sort of repeating in this strange little pattern. And I and I think Jim could probably confirm the same thing or similar things because you know witnesses always have. As you know, given your previous profession, witnesses often have s- stories that don't quite jive, and people have different impressions of things. But that's that's what I saw, and, and it was definitely, you know, not a an object that you would say was flying. The lights weren't moving like a like an airplane light would move across the sky. They were just sort of jumping around and yeah, boun- definitely bouncing around. I yeah. saw
5: them move. I did see them move up and down okay. and left and right. Um, and maybe that was before, before you saw them, but I, they definitely faded out It faded in and out. The colors changed. And yeah. So yeah. very strange, different than the other lights. The lights from Nevada were definitely something burning, an engine yeah. burning or something. These were small lights. These were very faint. And, um, I mean, you had to like squint. I mean, it was weird. It was strange. Yeah. Um, I still shake my head at, at what, what that could be, but. Um, well,
1: and I think when it's just you you're wondering you know am I hallucinating what what is happening but when other people share your experience all all of a sudden it 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 becomes uh more tan or more real or more um you get confirmation it's like i'm not i'm not nuts i'm not having other people are seeing the same phenomenon that i'm seeing
5: yeah so. that was actually good i was really happy that you could <laughs> see them too and uh you know make sure my eyes were 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 not uh, playing tricks on me, so
1: and that went on qu- for quite a while. I mean, I don't know. We probably sat there for
5: another fifteen minutes or so. And yeah, I remember by the time we got down to the beach, they were no longer there. So, yeah, uh, but uh, yeah. we watched them as we walked, and then we got down to the beach, and and they were, and, gone. And they were gone. So yeah, uh,
1: and then later, you know, I looked at I looked at Google Maps later on uh, uh, when I got back home, and you know, trying do triangulation. F- from where we were on the island to where we saw them and and you know there's roads to the right there's a highway that to the right that winds but there's there's nothing right there that could be like headlights flashing up into the sky or something like that it was
5: and, and to last that long um, yeah. I mean, there is a road that is definitely further north from where we were that goes up into the hills um, and there may be a dirt road through the hills directly west of where we were but there's nothing on the map uh yeah. but there might be a road uh but uh for it to last i mean it, between when i first saw them and when they we stopped seeing it was an hour uh maybe 45 minutes to an hour and uh i mean it would be odd for a car headlights to be reflecting and yeah. that's a that's a long distance too i mean we're talking we're 30 we're 30, 30 miles 30, off the, 30 sure. miles off the coast yeah. no cars within 30 miles of us so yeah it'd be a long way for some
1: <laughs> so, headlights to reflect yeah so another weird one <laughs> yeah strange <laughs> yeah and, and then you know I, and then i you know you look into it a little more and you find out there's there's things connected with uh things called earthquake lights that might be connected to uh fault lines and things like that that are Somehow generated by a tectonic or, or plate movements and and earthquake activities too there's some correlation there, but who knows yeah, for sure, if I had to guess
5: the lights from Nevada I would say were uh, were of Homo sapien origin, and the lights from uh, from Baja California and uh, Santa Catalina would be of natural origin it, the, just whatever it is, that's just what I would have to guess so.
1: yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, 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 it was just a weird moment. Another weird moment on a desert island, yes. you know, which yep. only adds to the, uh, and, and for me too, the year before I had, I'd gone out to, uh, West Texas for a few days I was out there and I went to a, a little conference. It was a Southwest park meeting and uh, hung out with Sky Stevens and, and stayed at her place out there in Alpine. And uh, I, one, know, I know where you're going. Yeah, and uh, one night Sky took me out to see the Marfa lights in Marfa, Texas, which is, uh, you guys can Google that if you're not familiar with the Marfa lights. And that night, we went to the viewing area, and that n- night, the lights were just nuts, you know, over, they, they're kind of right above the horizon, and they're just same sort of thing. They're darting, and they're blinking, and they're changing colors, and they flash off here, and then they reappear you know, over here, you know, some degrees o- over. And it was just, so I was sort of primed <laughs> by the time we got to the desert island, had those lights, I was sort of primed for, you know, okay, here's one more weird thing, <laughs> you know. And so. I've,
5: I've driven by the you know, Marfa and looked for the lights as I'm uh, generally looking for reptiles. So I don't spend a whole lot of time there, but I have never seen the Marfa lights. So I, it's one of these days, I'm just gonna have to take a day and go. Yeah, well, th- they actually
1: have a viewing center there. Yeah,
5: yeah. yeah I've, I've I think that. it gets
1: people safely off the road is the idea there, keep people yeah. from getting hit by cars or something. So, yeah. so, but I'm usually
5: you're busy busy, at, busy at night down there, so yeah. it's hard to find a night to uh, to yeah. uh, go look for some lights.
1: Well, and, and Sky had been there before, and and she had she's remarked that they were you know this was an exceptional night for crazy lights, so. Yeah, well, I also want to get into one more story, and this is also something else you and I shared, uh, and uh, it, it concerns a trip we made down here to Peru. And, and sometimes we, uh, if we, if we manage it, we get a couple extra days down here and do some uh, poking around elsewhere in Peru. And in this trip, we uh, had taken a couple extra days to explore a canopy walkway up on the Napo River, uh, which I w- would say is northeast of Iquitos. Where we were, yep. and uh, we stayed up there at the Explorama Lodge and uh, checked out the canopy walkway, which is pretty cool. But uh, and
5: we're in the Napo drainage right now, so uh, it's yeah. not too far from us, right? And
1: uh, so we uh, and we had uh, a guide during the day, and then we also—I don't recall the circumstances—but uh, they also arranged for us to to hang out with a, a local, a shaman from the local, uh, the local people, the local local indigenous tribes. And, uh, hung out with him for a while and he took us out at night and you want to, you want to get into that a little bit?
5: Yeah, that was fun. We went out to, uh, uh, well, he, he knew some areas to go, uh, to hopefully find some reptiles and amphibians. And we did find some reptiles and amphibians, had a great time. And, uh, we were hiking one trail and, uh, he out of nowhere said, stop, stop, stop. He was all excited. And, uh, he told, he he told, got gathered the, 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 us there. So it was the three of us. And he told us to turn off our lights and close our eyes. And, um, I go, Oh, here it comes. But, uh, um, <laughs> nothing bad happened. And, uh, so, uh, after about a minute, he said, okay, open your eyes. And all it was, it was pitch black. And, um, the, there were, um, blooms on the ground that were le- fallen leaves from a tree that were glowing. And you couldn't see it with the naked eye as we walked through, especially with your flashlights. But as soon as you turned the lights off for a uh, for uh, for a minute, uh, you could see it, and it was incredible. And they were—I mean, they were these glowing leaves were all over the ground, like everywhere. And they were uh, tiny leaves. Tiny, t- tiny.
1: Yeah, not your typical large leaves that you think about in the rainforest. This is very small uh, delicate leaves, which is kind of unusual for down here.
5: Yeah. And it was extraordinarily bright. Uh, but again, had you just walked through there, uh, you know, as, as we do hike in the rainforest, we never would have seen it because our eyes would have been acclimated to the flashlight. But, and
1: I think correct me if I'm wrong, but I, you know, he, the, the shaman indicated that this, you know, this is kind of a holy place, a sacred tree, you know, they, they, they had some connection to this, uh, and, and he was, he was happy to show us to show it to us yeah. and, and yeah, he kind definitely, of give us a glimpse into his world a little bit. He definitely
5: did that. He went into the whole story of, of, uh, the background and
1: I don't remember the species of the tree. I wish I did. Um,
5: uh, but, uh, it was, it was incredible and I, I don't think I could recognize the tree. I mean, they're probably around us right here, but, um. You know, I, I don't think I could recognize it. So I'm going to walk around with no flashlight tonight and, and see if I can find You're it. You're going
1: to fall on your face. Yeah. I, I, <laughs>
5: so,
1: but, uh, no, that it's was, dangerous. That,
5: that was an incredible experience.
1: So. It was, it was. And, uh, I mean, all the time we've been here in the rainforest, uh, so many, so many visits, so much opportunity and I'd I never heard of that. And I've never seen anything like it since.
5: Yeah, every time I come here, I see so many new things that I've never seen before and um it's just incredible the the insects the birds the, the wildlife the trees the plants the you just see some incredible stuff and i
1: like some of the you know they have the local legends of you know they have water creatures and giant tortoises you know myth, mythological creatures too and uh we were up uh in near town in the sand one of the sand forests near town uh, was at uh alipoio michana reserve yep. mm-hmm. which is a little forest reserve we were up there and they have a they have some interpretive signage up there for the local folks. It's in Spanish, but one of the things they were highlighting was one of the local legends of something called a Chuya And uh, they also had somebody do a take a photograph and artfully add in this figure of the Chuya Chuya to the to the the photo, you know. And it's yeah. uh it's this little pot bellied gnome like guy yeah. with long hairy arms, and sort it, it reminded me of sort of like a Either a gnome or a bi- a little Bigfoot type creature, a little Sasquatchy kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, so.
5: a little bit trollish.
1: Yeah, so they have their own uh, creature of the woods legends down here, just like we do back in North America. So. Yeah,
5: that was it was. Um, we saw that figure through multiple towns that same night. So yeah, as we as we went across, so it was
1: interesting. So it's kind of uh, a thing uh and people you know same way if you no matter where you're at in the u.s you know like you know when i'm traveling through tennessee and there's a the bigfoot rest, rest stop you know or the uh, sasquatch uh, campground or something they have stuff like that and so the people you know are familiar with the choyachaki down yep. here is saying in the same way it's kind of fun
5: yep for sure it's uh quite interesting and i i uh we stopped and took pictures of, of uh some of them and it was Pretty,
1: pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I got a picture of the sign too, and a little, yeah. little creature. So, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, it, uh, if you do see one, take a picture of it. So. Yep. For sure. <laughs> for sure. Life it. <laughs> Life the Chuyachaki. So. Yep. Well, thanks for coming on the
5: show again, Matt. Appreciate it. Uh, no, always, always a pleasure. Uh, I always enjoy the show. So you do a great job.
1: Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Well, here we go again with another one of our creepy, weird, and unusual herping stories. And today I am joined by Jeff Martineau. Hi there, Jeff. Hey, how's it going, Mike? And this is Jeff Martineau, who has been on the show before uh, with, with his uh, brother, Berkeley. And uh, we talked about their uh, Catch It uh, project and some other cool things that they're doing. Yeah, yeah. Welcome back to the show. And we are in a little sh- uh, fishing shack on the beach uh, here in uh, Athens, Greece.
0: Yeah, exactly. I'm yeah. looking out of the ocean now, as we speak.
1: Yeah, I had to shut the sliding door because the auto body shop is uh, taking apart a car that completely rolled over, and they're taking it apart, taking people out of it. Still, looks like so. Right, um, all fits in with the creepy theme of the show. Absolutely. So you have a creepy story, or some something happened to you, and you you raised your hand and said, "Oh, I'll I'll tell my story." So why don't you set the stage for us? And this did not happen in Greece. This happened. In this, California, right? Right.
0: This is a couple of years ago down in Southern California. So uh, a friend of ours took us out. It was Burke and I were actually out there. A friend of ours took us out to this spot um, for Rosie Boas and and uh, eye and everything like that. And as we're showing up at night, showing up there at night, our friend, like most experience, many experiences we've had herping. the friend goes, no, it's safe. It's fine. We can, we can pull over and just camp on the side of the road out here. It's uh, fine. It's fine. It's okay. You know, <laughs> totally safe. Um, it wasn't, um, anyway, <laughs> so, so, so we're, we roll up in the, in the dark and, uh, we start taking all of our stuff out. We're going to sleep in the car. We, we have coolers, we have bags and things because we were going on a road trip. And we see the the headlights of a vehicle coming up towards us, straight towards us, right towards us. There's only one road in and out, so
1: that, <laughs> that's know, a bad tactical move. I just want to say, right?
0: You know what? That actually plays into it because it was kind of it was one road, but it was kind of a loop actually. Okay, you know, coming in and out. Uh, so we see these headlights, and we go, okay, well maybe we're not supposed to be here. That's a Johnny Law. That's a law enforcement coming to kick us out. And as they come closer and closer i see this old ragged green sun-baked land rover thing coming our way and then there were as it gets closer as it gets closer we get we hear gunshots and it wasn't just maybe it was the adrenaline but there was, it wasn't just gunshots in the air. It was like gunshots towards us. Like you hear the piff, and you hear the you know stuff going in.
1: The- like bullets whizzing over your, whizzing over your head.
0: <laughs> exactly. Okay. So, so uh, we we start throwing our stuff in, back in the car. We're trying obviously want to make our escape, but they drive past us on that loop. We're like, okay, maybe they're warning us, telling us to leave. You know, we're whatever territory this is. I don't know what the dynamic was out there, but they turned around on that loop back towards us again and that was where you know to heck with the gear
1: Uh-oh. <laughs>
0: and uh <laughs> well, let's preserve our lives here <laughs> well so, you know
1: what you're supposed to do is turn your cars on their side and shoot back you know like right. in the western movies
0: oh and, right yeah <laughs> 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 i didn't think of that <laughs> okay next time <laughs> next time i'll think of it thanks mike okay um so we we get into a car and we and we Right out, and luckily, like I said, it was a loop, because these guys, firing shots, chased us all the way around into the loop and back into town all the way to the interstate.
1: Through town? Yeah. Shooting?
0: They weren't shooting, but oh. they were following us. The shooting happened in the desert, but they were they were very uh, serious about us not being in their spot, whatever that spot was for. Holy I don't think crap. it was herps It no. might have been but no. Yeah. Right. Wow. So that, that would, that's probably the craziest creepiest story I've had.
1: Um, that is, I don't know what the soundtrack to that one would be.
0: I don't, I don't either, but I, we did go back the next day in daylight. (laughs) We had, we had targets to hit, but driving through that town, I'm elbowing my buddy saying, you said this was a safe place to camp and there were, you know, people sleeping on the side of the road and everything. So, oh, okay. so little shacks. And right. I think, uh, if, you know, uh, Southern California herpers probably know exactly what I'm talking about, but.
1: Okay. But, wow. Yeah. Uh, and we have to say something out there to the, the parents that are listening. Cause there's, it's like, you know, parents listen to this and their kids listen to it. And, and, uh, well, last thing we want to do is, is give the impression that, uh, that this is a, an extremely dangerous pursuit. Right. Um, sometimes you just have bad friends who tell you the wrong thing. <laughs> there's there's plenty of great places to hurt that are completely safe. And you needn't run into. Of course,
0: that, so. in every in every avenue of life, there's always that friend that's telling yeah. you to do some. It's totally safe. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. Well, you can we go won't, ahead. We
1: won't mention that friend's name, but uh, right. uh, I'm pointing I'm pointing my finger at him right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, and, and you know, I I I think the moment of terror is when they came back around, right? That yeah. Was,
0: because oh, oh. when they come back around, that means, obviously, that means they're, ser- they're more serious than we initially and it, thought. And we, we, we knew they were
1: serious the first time. <laughs> well, most people don't shoot guns without some degree of seriousness. So. I, I would hope so. <sighs> yeah, that is, that is a scary story. Uh, and fortunately, it all worked out well.
0: Yep. You, yep. So. We got our targets
1: the next day in the same spot. Okay. And you didn't yeah. lose any gear or vehicles.
0: I not that I remember. It's
1: okay. <laughs> kind of a who cares? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Where's my brother? Where's yeah. is-
0: <laughs> Bert can run and hide. It's fine.
1: Hide in the desert as best you can. Yeah. Zigzag.
0: Yeah, serpentine <laughs> motion, please.
1: <laughs> yeah, keep ziggy. Oh my gosh. Well, thanks, Jeff, for coming on the show and telling us uh, your um, weird and unusual, creepy, scary uh, story. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. All right. Very good.
2: The sandhills are very mundane. Kind of like all the time for thinking we had today. Yeah. In in the sandhills. Well, well sandhills are hard. Nice. Yeah, they're-, they're very hard to herp. Um, they're, they're very mind numbing. Um, they can be very good, but they're mostly very bad. Yeah. But tomorrow is going to be very good. Very good. Yeah, I very guarantee. Good. What, <laughs> what is that noise? Oh, I have a litter robot. That's, a, that's so I don't have to clean a litter box. Who cleans the litter robot? Oh. <laughs> Good question. That's a question, isn't it? Not me. <laughs> I, just, I just figure it disappears every so often. So what is it doing? It's uh, it's a ball. It's a big ball. Oh God, I'm taping this. Oh, don't cut that part out. It's a big ball. That part can be cut out. Uh, yeah. It's a big ball, and it rotates. And what it does is this: is the feces and the urine go into this little. Uh, holding compartment and it comes back and in the sand uh, grades through it and it comes back into the bowl and therefore we have a clean box for these cats to uh, do so their duty. you don't ever have to touch it never ever touch it wow so it's no. kind of light duty work and by do duty- <laughs> <laughs> it's double meaning it's very light duty i ne- I, I i rarely touch it yeah it, it lasts for when you have four cats mike um yeah <laughs> okay i understand it's horrible understand. it's horrible uh, so
1: anyway, um, I'm I am here in Jake Scott's living room with Jake Scott, and uh, Cheers, Tim and John are standing on are standing by. Uh, we had a pretty good day up here in uh, the uh, northern portions of Florida, but I'm here to get I'm collecting weird stories, and uh, I want to I want to get your weird story, and of course.
2: Man, is that thing ever going to get done? I, I'm sorry. It's, um, it's a process. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know, you have to, if, if you want to never clean a litter box, you have to wait for Oh, okay. It's oh, no, no, nope. it's not. Clean. No, it's printing. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it does. It sounds like, it sounds like an old printer or like a dial up or something. Just, uh, anyway, oh anyway, there
1: it is. All right. No All right. Ambience. All of a sudden we got our sound back. Yeah. So I'm collecting weird stories and, um, so uh I know what your weird story is but I I, I'm I like, have ooh, told you ooh, yeah ooh. I, want, I want you to I want you to tell me your weird story okay and you know this this is sort of weird weird is sort of a, a, a fungible term it can be many things yeah it is uh, but we try to stay away from tragic okay. uh, we're just looking for the unusual things that happen and it you know it could be uh, uh, well we'll just we'll just get to your story so why, okay. don't, why don't you set up? Uh, your I'll weird set the scene, story.
2: yeah. This, the, the scene was uh, in the Heartland, out in Kansas, in central Kansas. Um, it was Dick Bartlett and myself, and we were cruising the roads, as you do. And and if you don't know Kansas, it's flat and gridded, very gridded, a lot of straight, flat roads that go on forever. And we were cruising this road. It's one specific road. And it was about dusk. It was just after the sun kind of went down. It was blue. It was that time of night. It was crepuscular. And uh, we're driving along, and uh, ahead in the road, we see a a human. And it, it was a, it was a male. It looked like a male. So it was in your headlights. It was in our headlight. Well, it wasn't. It was it was not quite dark enough to be use headlights. Okay. It was still that kind of bluey kind of crepuscular time where you, headlights don't work. But the sun is not quite bright enough. But you could tell it was a very much so a human being crossing the road. And he was about, uh, I know, 70 yards, 75 yards ahead of us, 100 yards. I'm not sure. But far enough where you could see it perfectly clear. And uh, he crossed the road from right to left uh, in front of us. And we saw him. We're like, nah, no big deal. It's just a person, right? You know, just crossing the road. Cool. But, you know, out here it was the middle of nowhere. And it was all farmland. Right, left, farmland. So we're driving along, we get up to where he was and we look around, nobody, nobody there. There wasn't a ditch, there wasn't a canal, there wasn't a bridge, there was only barbed wired fences and fields. (laughs) So Dick and I are looking at each other, kind of perplexed and I go, look, I I need need you to back up and we need to look and see if we can see some footprints because it was a very sandy road. So he backs up, I look out the window. No footprints anywhere, zero. I'm like okay, whatever. That's strange. So I get out of the car and I actually get up on the hood and I look around over the you know the fence line. Nothing. Zero. I mean, this isn't some place where you could go and uh, there's woods, trees, you could hide. Zero chance. No ditches, no culverts. No, no ditches, no culverts. And I we we backed up a couple times just because out of my curiosity. Um, Dick was not keen on this, uh, so. <laughs> so, you know, we're, we're looking and we're looking and we said, okay, we're going to give up. We drive for a little while and we were both quiet, kind of just sitting there contemplating what just happened, looking in, you know, looking straight ahead, not really focusing on anything. And then I look over to Dick and I say, that was pretty weird, huh? He looks at me kind of side-eyed and he says, I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) Flat out looks at me right dead in the eye and says, I don't want to talk about that. And he just keeps driving. And then I was like, okay, well, guess we're not talking about this. <laughs> and um, yeah, that was my disappearing man story. And that was very, very unusual. And, 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 and it was not something that you can ever really explain. Um, no one, there was no other cars. And if you know Kansas, it's flat. There's no place to go. This guy had nowhere to go. He either zapped into the realm of unknown or... It was an unknown entity that was crossing the road, so I don't know what it was. I'm oh, not going to get into was, that, but it maybe was, he
1: was hanging on underneath your car, <laughs> you know, with a, with what, a machete of teeth or something.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what movie is that? There's a movie like that. If there's not, there should. Yeah, uh, uh, you oh, know, Cape Fear. Cape Fear. Yeah, Cape yes, Cape Fear. Fear. Well, yes, oh. he's under the car. Exactly. That may have been a Cape Fear moment. I, you know, I never checked. Does that, does that make you feel any better? It may, gives me a little bit more goosebumpy. So, so the, did you see the like clothing or anything on this? Person? You could... So it was enough to make out... Um, it, if I remember right, the person had blue jeans. It was a full, you know, full pant leg and there were blue jeans. I don't remember the color, but it had a shirt and I believe it was short-sleeved. Just looked like a normal person. It just looked like somebody was walking any given day on the road, right? You just... But you're in the middle of nowhere and, you know, so... That was creepy. Yeah, that was creepy. And to this day, uh, I'm creeped out about it. It's creepy and weird. Creepy and weird. Yeah, Not morbid, but creepy and weird. Yeah. And so, you know, it's a story that I I will still talk about with Dick. And again, he'll still tell me I don't want to talk about it. So,
1: hey, Dick may be smarter than
2: you. I don't know well, why. we don't. We we all know that. <laughs> we all know that. Okay. Well, well, do you feel better having get gotten this? I, uh, I do this feel, story off your chest. Yeah, I feel like I'm glad I have a voice here. Thank you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, Jake, thank you for your your weird story, and I, yeah. I I have no further questions. It's it's just it's just weird. It's stinking weird. It's stinking weird. It's like, you can't go much further than that. It's just like, what do you you know? You can just say it's weird. It happened and. You move on through your life. Yeah. <laughs> so, and now you guys understand what I mean by a weird story. So, you know, I. And John, did you have, do you have any. John's been nodding his head like he understood. I haven't thought of anything yet. <laughs> okay. You know had any disembodied human beings crossing the road in front of you? Nothing like that, no. Okay. This guy hasn't lived yet. John, you haven't lived. <laughs> you haven't lived until you've seen the dead. <laughs>
5: I think my weirdest story is finding the face in your video.
2: You, it was right here. There's the camera. There's the camera right there. Yeah. I still haven't shown my wife that picture yet. <laughs> that's my weirdest story yet. <laughs> He's like, that's the weirdest thing I've seen. But that's not a herping story. No, it's not. It's not. That's a house story. Well, now you have to tell the story. Oh, geez. Really? Is this, is this part of this? Is this part of this? Is this, this isn't herping, but well, you can't, I'm then, a herper. You can't leave the, the listening audience <laughs> hanging on this one now. So it was a dark. No, it was It was a normal night. Uh, we had just moved into the house we are currently in. Um, and we hadn't really had any, you know, we didn't have any furniture really at the time, but we would set up a camera, which is on the mantle up there to, uh, yep. To our camera, uh, to our, our viewing audience or listening audience left. And we set that up and just to have it something, some kind of security, just in case, you know, whatever. And, um, I was out at a bar and with a friend. And I decided, hey, I want to look, I want to show my friend, you know, what, you know, a house kind of looks like. So I sh- turned the camera on on my phone and there were, um, I don't know what to, how to explain it, orbs? Uh, things were bouncing around, weird light uh, anomalies. Little blue lights. Little blue lights that were bouncing around all over the place and doing zigzags and shooting across the screen. And Mike has seen this, so he can, he can vouch for it. And John has seen it. And... Uh, we, you know, I looked at it for a minute and I said, that's kind of weird. Those don't look buggy because they had trails behind them. and They were very odd. And so, of course, I had to record it. So I recorded the video and, uh, and I showed people. I shared it and I showed people. Well, we were on a trip and I showed John Burris over here uh, the video. And, of course, we're watching. He goes, that's really weird. And he zoomed in to one specific area, which is, happened to be the wall behind me right now. And... He paused it and he goes, That looks like a face. And I go, hmm. <laughs> that does look like a face. Yeah. And not just like a face, like exactly like a face. <laughs> yeah. And I I said and holy shnikes. Yes. Expletive. Holy expletive. <laughs> it X-plotive. does look like a face. And it did look like a face. And we paused it. And I think I took a screenshot of that because I said that you that was that was creepy. Not only are these weird things floating around and zip-zabbing and all over the place, you've pictured a face up on this wall. So you carry that video around with you for a while
1: and you never saw the face? Never saw the face. now you can't unsee the face.
2: I can't unsee it in my head, in my dreams, (laughs) in my my nightmares. And and you haven't told Lindsay about it? I haven't yet. And and she's my wife and she will see it. Okay. Because I want to creep her out as well. Now- (laughs) I, look, I don't want to be the only one living with this. Uh, so now we, I'll look on my camera at night just to see if it happens, and it hasn't happened since then. We've moved in and everything is kind of just, I don't know. We've settled.
1: Okay. So right.
2: whatever, whatever was
1: making the little – weaving blue lights is settled down and Whatever no more face on the wall do you, yeah. do you ever look behind you and wonder if there's do you ever like glance up to see that there's a I
2: face? am now <laughs> like I th- I wouldn't have ever done that before thanks John <laughs> yeah I'm gonna put something up there now on the wall I'm gonna hang something a cross maybe I don't know <laughs> <A> Garbage. <garlic. laughs> jeez that's a good suggestion a cross made of garlic <laughs> I, <laughs> garlic cross <laughs> uh, well, any whatever will help
1: i don't care i don't know i don't water. know if Lindsay listens to the show but that would not be a good
2: way for her to find out about the, yeah, I, think the, the greatest, I think it would be the greatest i think it would be the greatest way for her greatest way for her to find out about it i like uh, Lindsay. you need the, i just need to let you listen to this podcast real quick and she'll just she'll look at me so come home and she'll look at that wall and she'll never be able to unsee it. Thanks, John. All right. That was the year you moved to a new house. <laughs> that was
1: <laughs> and stayed. All right. yeah, well, so. thanks again for your your story. Okay. I'm, I'm I appreciate you uh, talking about your trauma. Yeah, and, yeah. and uh, getting welcome. this off your chest. I hope you feel better. My shoulders have yeah. dropped a couple, okay. couple inches. Yeah. All right. Thanks again, Jake. You're welcome. Hi there, everybody. Uh Welcome back to the show. And today, it's my pleasure to talk once again with Rob Kreutzer, a.k.a. SmetLogic. How are you doing today, Rob? Doing all right, Mike. Thanks for uh stepping into this um, weird and unusual stories from the field episode.
6: Yeah. Appreciate I, um, you coming on. Yeah. Great, great idea for, for an episode. And I, I got a few. If you don't mind, I'll, I'll tell you a few.
1: All right. Uh we talked about this a little bit, and you sent me an email with some uh, some of the things uh, that that you thought might be interesting to talk about. So, let let's start off with with I think um, I love the the title of this. I gave it a title. It's called "The Lady in the Road."
6: <laughs> yeah, the lady in the road. That is that was that was a one time crazy experience for sure. That has not happened again. I was down in Arkansas, my old home state, hanging out with uh, a guy named Corey. I don't know if you know Corey, but Corey's a great guy. Um, Captain Corey. Captain Corey, yep. Yeah. He runs, if you want to know anything about the Herps of Arkansas, he runs that site. So definitely, yeah, yeah Herps of Arkansas, good site. And I'm still, if you're listening, Corey, I'm still waiting for that autograph book. You owe me an autograph <laughs> book. So we were doing Arkansas things that you do down in Arkansas, you know, getting ticks and chiggers and getting muddy and wet, and you know the drill. So we'd yeah. been out all day and, and, uh, he said, Hey, I got some spots. We can go cruise at night. So we're off and we're doing our thing. So we'd cruised a couple of roads and we're going from a to B and, uh, he had his truck. We had a car. Nicholas was driving. I think he was 15 at the time. So he was in that permit stage. So where we were getting his hours in, right? So, Hey, you drive Nicholas, we'll write this down and count it towards your hours so anyway we're going from a to b and all of a sudden Corey just slams on his brakes right so nicholas slams on the brakes right he's 15 you know you know he's like whatever i guess that's what i do and i said this has (laughs) got to be a mud snake this is awesome right and i go what's up what has he got and he goes "I, i don't know i can't tell so he leans out the window and he goes it's a lady she's lying in the middle of the road and i'm like what and he said yeah she's just stretched out and i i said is she alive and he goes i don't know <laughs> i said
0: oh my well, god
6: yeah this isn't good so i said we'll pull over man let's see what's going on so we get out and by the time we get up this lady has turned from a dor into an aor <laughs> and she is <laughs> Thank she's goodness. definitely on, she's definitely on something she is defensive we'll put it you know how herpers say that where you know the snake yeah. gets. yeah she's a little agitated so so well, how we, cl-
1: how close did the car come to to her how close did Corey get to her
6: I think he got pretty close. I think he saw it. Yeah, I think he saw it for sure. I mean, you can't miss somebody just lying in the middle of the road like that. But uh, yeah, he... He was going, this is a fast road. I mean, this is 50 some odd mile an hour road with curves in it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's not a good scene. So, so anyway, we get up there and this lady is just, now she's up and she's, she's ranting and raving. And so I quickly assess that we're dealing with somebody on drugs, right? For sure. So, so she starts in, man, demons are coming. Demons are out to get us. I got to get back to Roland. So this is a town close to, to Little Rock and I'm looking at Corey. He's looking at me and I'm like, man, he goes, do you know how you got here? And she's going, Demons, demons are coming. They're coming to get us. And he's oh. looking at me. He said, We almost ran over you, right? And I'm like, and then she looks at Nicholas and she goes, The demons are coming to get you. You look at him and she points at me. She goes, Look at his face. See how it's sagging? He's a demon human. And Corey looks at me and goes, mm. I always knew there was something about you, man. I'm like, come on. I, I... <laughs> so now I'm going, geez, now I'm a demon human. And she's going, You gotta let my people go. And you gotta, we gotta oh. be free. Yeah, yeah. So we're talking, you know she's pretty hyped up and I'm thinking, man,
1: I I think somewhere in here, you're realizing that you just can't drive away.
6: Yeah. The bottom line with this is that I, I, I knew right away that we had to keep her safe. Cause again, as we're talking to this lady and she's seeing demons and wanting to wander off and side of the road, I'm like, wow, we got to keep this lady safe, but I'm a demon human at this point. Right. So how am I going to, yeah, I'm, I'm off to a good start. Right. So anyway, long story short, you know, Corey gets in his truck, Nicholas gets back in the car and I'm walking with her. I'm the demon human that's got to walk with this lady and listen to her. Ooh. Yeah. So this went on for like 45 minutes an hour, right? I'm going, man, she's wandering off. I'm like, she had flip-flops on and I'm like, nah, I don't think you want to go there. And she go, wow, you see that? And I'm like, yeah, I see that. It's all good. And so we had called the police, but it takes a little while when you're in rural Arkansas to yeah. have somebody show up. But anyway, yeah, at one point she jumps in the car with Nicholas, which was kind of fun, right? And she couldn't understand, you know, I gotta get to Roland. You gotta get me there. And Corey's ahead of us, and he's pretending the truck's not working. And so finally the cops show up, right? And so this lady goes around to that. She gets out of the car with Nicholas, goes around to the the passenger side and the cop start door and starts lift, trying to get it open. He's going, what are you doing? She goes, demons, there's demons out to get us and I'm going to get crucified. He goes, shut that door. What are you doing? Shut that door. Right? So he comes oh around gosh. and yeah, yeah. Finally he goes, he must've known her. He goes, there's a warrant out for your arrest. And so she oh puts my. her, yeah, yeah. So it's a bummer to see somebody get arrested, but, Literally, Mike, for about 45 minutes to an hour, I am, cars are just whipping by this lady's kind of wandering on the road. And I'm like, please. And she's calling me a demon human. And I'm like, look, man, I'm fine. Here's an apple. Just eat the apple. It's safe. And, you know, I don't wow. know. It's, yeah, crazy. That was, that was a, yeah, she's lucky. She is lucky she ran into us because somebody could have taken advantage of her, you know? Well, and, I
1: mean, you guys are looking for stuff on the road. Yeah. Had it been <laughs> some other mortal. Oh, Yeah. Uh, texting
6: no or, or drunk or whatever, right? Or just or, yeah, not know, paying attention, fiddling
1: with the radio, not paying attention. Uh, that might have been the end of her story.
6: Yeah, D O R. She would have been D O R yeah. for sure. Yeah. So, so you know, it's one of those deals where I, I, you know, you you deal with the situation, somebody on drugs, whatever. But but the primary thing was to keep her safe. You know, it really yeah. was. And yeah. Wow. So
1: so when she got into car with Nick, I'll bet Nick Nick, Nick <laughs> Nick's a great guy. I can imagine. 16 year 15 year old nick going what the heck yeah no he was here? yeah it was funny it was
6: funny because he's going down the road i'm walking on the road at this point next to the car and i go where are you guys going he goes we're going to roland and i said oh okay that's cool and so at the very end it was kind of funny because she goes i need somebody to help me well the cop pulled up and nicholas points at the cop and goes he can help you and so she gets out and goes over to the cop so he handled it really well actually he uh yeah he did a good job but uh yeah, that was a weird one, man. That one <clears throat> don't like to see that happen. I just you know, yeah. You,
1: you just never know when you're out, you know, at night cruising and you know, and you wonder how the lady got there. And
6: oh you man. know, there's this
1: yeah. whole backstory, and you're you guys are you guys are the the rescuers and you're kind of bit players in her own her own movie.
6: Yeah, crazy, crazy. I'm I'm yeah, she's lucky she didn't wander off, get lost. Yeah, exactly. She was out in the middle you of know. nowhere. Little caveat to that whole thing. Not too long ago, I was with Eric McCormick and a, and Chris, a friend of his. And long story short there, um, we were out in Arizona. Same situation, man. Windy road, yada, yada. Run into a drunk lady. Same thing. Gets in my car. I don't know what is about that stuff. But stayed with her the whole time and, you know, worked out. Yeah. But, man, you know, geez, come around one of those corners and yeah. we're lifting a snake off the road. So be careful out there, kids, yeah. you know.
1: Yeah, and it's also a good time just to remember, remind people to. Just be careful when you're road cruising. Period. Oh, definitely. Other people aren't paying attention. And if you're parked on a blind curve and yep. things like that, th- th- bad things can happen.
6: So yeah, yeah. And that was out in the middle of nowhere. Same thing. I asked her how'd you get here? She was at least two hours away from Tucson on a windy road. Oh. Had no clue where she was. Yeah, crazy. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So mm. anyway, yeah. But we got through that one. That that was uh, right. that was one for the books for sure. So
1: you're two for two for two
6: yeah I'm certified now <laughs> I'm certified in all this so if you get drunk or yeah. you're you know something I'll, you just call me I'll help you it it,
1: it throws something happened some, not similar to this but it it it's one of the one of those unexpected things where you it, um for you guys it's somebody in the middle lying in the road totally unexpected not right. what you you know just out, right. of, out of, comes out of the darkness at you uh, I was in uh the Yucatan uh, I'm a road cruising uh, with uh, Tim Warfel and Matt Cage. And uh, I'm driving and we're road cruising this straight stretch of road. And it was maybe three three miles or so. You have to turn around and go back. It's a great road for fertilance and things like that. And so we'd pick a point close to the end of the road and turn around and come back. And it's just sort of an arbitrary place to whip a, you know, hang a Louie, whip a Yui. <laughs> <Right>. And so <laughs> one pass, I I just all, you know whip the car over, uh, and try to do a, a well two point turn, I guess. Right. And as I as I turn the car to the left, sharply to the left, I've still got my brights on, in the headlights are these two guys
6: oh, man. who are
1: sitting on a stone wall. And I oh, think they're man. just like Sitting there, you know, having a smoke, maybe they're having a beer and just sitting there talking quietly in the middle of the night and the car rolls by, but the car doesn't roll by. The next thing they know, the car is pointed directly at them and they're <laughs> it, and they are
6: yeah, daring a headlight. They're,
1: they're like lit up, you know, and they're and their eyes are, you know, twice the size, you know, they're huge. They're like, Oh my you know, they have no idea what is happening. We're gonna die. And, and the three of us in the car have no idea what is happening. Like, whoa, whoa. Okay. <laughs> Where'd you so, come from? <laughs> yeah. So of course, you know, put it in reverse and, uh, and then yep. drive away. And of yeah, course. Gotta go.
6: Take care. <laughs> like,
1: like it was one of those momentary things. It couldn't have been more precise. You, you know, I, you know, it's an art. It's just sort of an arbitrary place to turn. Yeah. And yet it was the right place to, to light these guys up and, wow. and, um, uh, Give them a story to talk about too. There you so, go. Yeah. You, I don't like to You just seeing, never know.
6: Yeah. I don't mind animals, man. The people are the ones that freak me out. I can't. Yeah. Yeah. Give me a, you know, mountain lion or a bear. I'm good, man. But when you see a person and you go, boy, there's nothing around for miles. That's not good.
1: Yeah. Well, I appreciate you were able to help, uh, the lady in the road out. That's. Uh,
6: Always, man. Yeah. You got, that's good. the number one priority in my opinion. It really yeah. is. Yep.
1: And you also talked about, uh, something that happened to you, uh, in Arizona this time, um, near Oregon pipe, which is uh is that a national monument? What is what you
6: yeah, I think about? so. Yeah. You're, you're a little bit below the yeah national monument situation. Is it on tribal land? You know, I think there are, there's part of it that is yes. Part of it that isn't. I didn't, okay. I don't look at the maps there, but I, it's something like that. Yep.
1: Okay. Why don't you tell the story that something that happened in you and Nick there
6: Yeah, that was, we've, we've had a few weird things happen near the border. You know, we've been coming down to Arizona forever. And so you always see something, evidence of something, or, you know, you hear something and think, ah, you know, but yeah, last, last time we were down there. Yeah. Looking for some cool stuff. Found one of them, didn't find the other one, but we're, we're going to go back Jack and do it again, uh, and find that second one. But anyway, yeah, we finished the night of cruising. Uh, go down this dirt road two, three miles. It's a campsite for tents. That's all it is, is kind of primitive camping. It's got a little bit of an outhouse situation or whatever, uh, but it's a dead end. So you go two, three miles off a of main road, get to this dead end. It's kind of like a cul-de-sac type dirt thing, you know? So we picked the first campsite. We're cool. We're doing our hot dogs, whatever, and campfire. Everything's cool. It's hotter than, you know, it's Arizona, so it's hot. Yeah. So no, no rain flap. We're just looking at the stars and, Pretty awesome, honestly. But um anyway, 132, I hear this noise. I hear this kind of engine loud sound coming down the dirt road. So Nicholas wakes up, I wake up, we kind of peer out again, no rain flap, so we can kind of see through the mesh. And I'm looking and I go, man, this, this is a huge truck. I said, and so my mind immediately goes, Oh, that's Border Patrol or you know, Ranger or something like that. And he goes, That's not, that's not Border Patrol. And all of a sudden you're looking and this thing's got like you know, lights everywhere, right? Like floodlights and, you know, light bar. And as it starts to go by, I'm like, man, that's candy apple red. This thing's like tricked out, right? You know, stuff on the running boards is purple. And I'm like, oh, that's, and it's jacked up, you know, off the ground a little bit, you know, so "Mm, not good. So I get the GoPro and I put the record button on and I said, I whisper to Nicholas, like, oh man, we just got to pretend we're asleep, right? So this truck rolls by, goes by us, gets up and you hear it stop and then you hear a door open, and then you hear a door slam, and then we wait. I'm like, okay, and probably 30, 45 seconds later, you hear a door open, another door open, slam, slam. And so I'm not real good at the new math, but I'm pretty sure that one got out, two got back in. So wow. I'm going, I bet that person was picking somebody up or something, cause that ain't cool. So then I'm really going, Nicholas, we gotta pretend we're sleeping, man. So this truck pulls around the little cul-de-sac and we kind of lay back down and I don't know what happened. I don't know if they didn't see us coming in, but now they, now they see us. So this truck pulls up and they are, I'm going to say 25 yards away from the tent, if that, and they light us up. I mean, they take every light they have on that truck and (coughs) like, bam. And so I'm just whispering to Nicholas, I'm going, don't, don't just boom, just don't say a word, man, just pretend we're sleeping. So we had this kind of a stalemate thing going on for, I got the GoPro just in case. And my mind's running. I'm like, dude, what if he gets out? What if I hear two doors open? There's nowhere to go. Oh yeah. I'm freaking, I'm going, man, your mind's just running. Like this ain't good. So I'm thinking if we just pretend we didn't see him, we're cool. Right. So, so we wait and wait and they just have us lit up trucks going, right. I'm going, Oh God, we're going to die. Right. Wow. So anyway, long story short, they, they back up slowly and they slowly go back down that dirt road which is a one-way obviously and i you know we kind of pop up and i start going what the heck i said should we leave because now we don't have to leave but he said i'm not going to get any sleep tonight right so so we squeaked by on that one i have no clue Uh, but it definitely wasn't border patrol it was definitely not a law enforcement um Again, I'm not real good with the new map, but I'm pretty sure one, two, you know, so I've really figured that one out, but yeah, that one kind of, that, that one really unsettled us. It really did. We were like, wow, that's the first time we've ever had a weird, you know, really just kind of making you go, okay, that, that wasn't cool. That one could have ended bad.
1: That was, that was creepy. Uh, it just sort of unfolded in a creepy way. Right. Yeah. 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 Because it's, it's not things you see. It's things you hear
6: oh yeah and your mind's right? running your mind's going yeah. hmm could I run through the desert right now you know yep. Uh. could I yeah it's breaking bad stuff right you're going man I yeah. don't remember I paid all my bills I think I'm good I yeah I think they didn't expect <laughs> us down there is what I think so yeah. Uh, yeah that one yeah that was a weird one but we're going back man I you know you got to get back on the horse so we're we're doing it
1: yeah yeah life yeah. doesn't and want
6: me to but you know herpers. What, what are you gonna do you, you know <laughs> You got to do it. You got to do it. What are
1: the odds of that happening again?
6: There you go, famous last words. (laughs) (laughs) Then one door shut and three. No, (laughs) there were gunshots and oh yeah, that one that one creeped us out a little bit because you're pretty close to the border there. I mean, if you're really good, you could throw a rock and hit hit Mexico. You know? Yeah, if you got a running start. So we're pretty close there. Yeah, a little scary, man. There's all kinds of signs around there, and yeah. It's A little bit of a trippy place, but yeah, it's a good. It's all good until it isn't, right? That's yeah, kind of my saying. Yeah, exactly. So, but so we escaped that one.
1: It it also reminds me of you know our one of our everybody knows Ruby Road down there. Oh yeah, uh, along the border, and I remember the last time I ever was on Ruby Road. I don't really have any need to go back there, but uh, there were two cars of us, and uh, just kind of tooling up and down. Didn't see much. Got a great. Horned owl in the middle of the road, which was a great thing to see. Uh, also one of those spooky symbols. Uh, but uh, I can't remember the exact details of it, but we, we had two cars and we figured out that there were border patrol agents following the the rear car on a blacked out ATV and they were wearing night vision goggles.
6: Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, that's not a good sign.
1: So they were hanging back just far enough. And it, you know, total in total blackout. And then it, when they, I think we were pulled over at the, the plate, the, the, there's a park or a lake or something. There is a place Yeah, to, Pena Blanca. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of us, one of us were pulled over to do something and then we saw them go by after the other car went by. Wow. And it's like, what the heck is it? What kind of movie is this? <laughs> <laughs> you know?
6: Yeah, no, it's a little, little sketchy these days. We, um, yeah, we hang down there a lot because supposedly, you know, allegedly, there's these vine snakes. But whatever, <laughs> man, whatever. But yeah, we've seen a few things. We've seen and heard and hung out with Ketchit, Burke, and and Jeff and Burke mainly. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. So they tell us a few stories, and so yeah, a little weird down there these days. But yeah, mm. but yeah, yeah.
1: Well, th- at least these these uh, at least these two stories have a, a human. They're weird and unusual, but they have a human at the base of somewhere there's it's a human orient or yeah story, yeah. You know? yeah
6: something's up there yeah it's not yeah this is evidence-based stuff here we can yep
1: but but this last story that you're you you wrote me about may not be human
6: <laughs> yeah it may you not know, concern yeah, human that's a good point i didn't think of it that way that's a really good point yeah this one this one spooked us too again we're we're tough guys. I'm not bragging, but honestly, we've gone through some stuff. If you want to hang with us in the field sometime, you'll... So yeah, this this one, we're we're cruising. We're not r- n- close to the border like we were on that last story, but we're close enough. We're close enough. So so we don't like to pay for campsites. So we have this campsite we go to in this area. And uh, same thing, going down a dirt road, another dirt road kind of a thing. And, and we're done cruising for the nights, late one, two in the morning, something like that. We pull in. To this campsite, and we both think we see something. We think of reflection, or animal eyes, or whatever. And you know, do you see that? Yeah, I thought I saw something. Whatever. Okay, so we've camped here forever. We whatever. We're, we're wasted. I park the car. Nicholas goes, man, I'm crashing. He gets in the tent. Same thing. You know, it's hot as heck, and so no rain flap. And I'm doing something in the car. You know, fiddling around and whatever. And the next thing I know, and it's pitch black. Right? I don't have flashlight on or anything. I hear this whistle. And I'm like, what the frick is that, man? Like a like a like a dog whistle. So my mind again, when you're in it, you're kind of going, don't be, you know, don't be that guy. Be tough. It's probably a bird at two in the morning that's whistling. It didn't sound like a bird. It sounded like a man made whistle. So I whispered to Nicholas, I go, are you hearing? That? What is that? And he goes, sounds like a dog whistle or something, right? And it's high pitched. It goes on for like 20 seconds. I'm like, what the heck? So we're right by a wash. We're camping out right by a, a big wash. And, you know, it's thick. And I'm like, what the heck, right? Now my mind's running. So I, I, the hairs on the back of my neck are standing up. So he's still in the tent. I'm standing out by the tent. I don't make a move. I'm just waiting to hear stuff, right? Now I'm starting to think. I don't know. I'm starting to hear footsteps. I'm starting to maybe hear some mumbling. But again, is that my mind playing tricks or what's up? And so then about 20 seconds later, Nicholas goes, are you walking around out there? And I go, no. He goes, I'm hearing footsteps, man. I'm like, ah, man. So I wait again. I wait again. And we keep going back and forth. Are you hearing? Are you hearing? Are you hearing? So I'm finally like, whatever, man, this is enough of this. We're just going to tough it out. So I grab my bear spray. That's all I had on me. And I I get in the tent. I go, we're just tough it out. Whatever, dude. This is cool. So I put the bear spray on my chest and I'm like, you know, we sit for a while and I'm like, you got this. We're both trying to fall asleep. And I don't know, less than a minute goes by and he- and I, I'm hearing stuff. I swear I'm hearing mumbling like, and then I'm hearing footsteps, right? And I go, are you is, hearing Is me? the
1: mumbling like a human voice? or It just... sounds
6: like it. Yeah. I can't tell though, right? Because again, when it's night and you're freaked out, your mind can start to play tricks. I don't know. And so I'm like, man, I don't know if I'm hearing things. He goes, I'm hearing footsteps. I'm hearing voices, right? And I'm like, okay, so should we go? What do you think? He goes, I don't know, man. And we're kind of whispering all this back and forth. And then the next thing we hear, Mike, is this huge crash in the wash. I mean, huge crash. Like a, It sounded like a huge tree just, just, just bam, like fell over. And we both kind of bounce up. And I'm like, what the heck was that, man? He goes, I don't know, but we're not staying here. And, so, <laughs> <laughs> and when Nicholas said that, because he's pretty tough, man. I'm telling you, yeah. this guy, yeah, we, you know, and I, we usually hang. That's what I'm saying. We're, we're usually get through this stuff. We literally, we literally had the tent, the sleeping bags, and everything. We didn't roll anything up, man. We took that whole thing. Oh yeah, we just stuffed it in the car door. Yeah, (laughs) stuffed it in the back seat, and and I'm like freaking. I, you know, I was like, ah man, I don't know what that was. I don't. It's so bizarre. I'm like this. The sequence of events i'm like nah this isn't cool so so we i don't know what else we had but we stuffed everything in. it looked terrible with stuff was hanging out the you know the back windows and everything and we just bolted out of there and went down the road not that far honestly and you know pitched the tent in about a mile or two down the road and yeah and got a good night's sleep man but you know i've been back to that place and and we're going back there too by the way i'm going back this this um now you got to get back on the horse so going yeah. back to yeah going back to both those places but uh Yeah, that one was scary. I went back. I looked for footprints. I've seen footprints in there. I've seen evidence of things. So, no clue. Here, I think somebody was coming through and they saw us and went, uh oh. And so they had a bunch of people with them and blew the whistle. And I guess that's a sign to, you know, go break a tree or something. I I don't know what the deal is, but. um, Did
1: you find like a a fallen tree or any? evidence of all the big noise or no
6: we didn't uh and there's hill there's a hill on this wash pretty good size hill so i have a feeling that they dispersed whatever it was and decided to yeah you know so uh that one that one was unnerving too quite honestly that one was not a fun because you're again you're out in the middle of nowhere and there's nobody around there's no cars there's no reason you should run into a person you haven't heard a car there's no you know kentucky fried chicken or anything out there it's just why are they here yeah
1: so, so it, it could have been some humans, but it could have been an animal. It could have been a bear out there. It could have been. Except for the whistling, because bears don't have a whistle. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> Usually.
6: Yeah, the whistle was weird. It's just a sequence of sounds that, you know, hard to put together in the middle of nowhere yeah. at night. You're going, man, you know, again, I, I you know, at 2020 20 hindsight, I would have, I would have, I should have, could have. But man, when you're Right. Now I'm saying man I should have got my flashlight and gone out there and just what's going on and you know yeah I don't know
1: maybe not no no so
6: yeah that was that was a pretty freaky little deal that one yeah so so a little gun shy but you know you get away from it you talk tough I do this podcast with you and now I'm ready to go back and you know yeah. take some well. names and yeah kick some butt <laughs> or whatever that is now
1: now you're sort of primed for weirdness
6: yeah there you go that's right yeah i'm gonna come prepared next time you bet i'm gonna i'm gonna be the guy with the floodlights and go hey what's going on so yeah that one i always want to ask the border patrol yeah what's going on but i usually don't because i want to sleep at night so if you get in a conversation with border patrol it's not too cool like you're talking about Ruby row, whatever. Like I get them once in a while and go, what's going on? And they go, Oh, last night and the night before and the night before. And I go, Whoa, really? And they go, yeah. So I'd rather not know all that stuff, I guess.
1: Yeah, me too. I I ran into some BP in uh, New Mexico, right along the border, Arizona, New Mexico border. And they stopped to of course see what we were doing and that's fine. Uh, And they were telling us the story about, people with automatic weapons Ouch. in the area than that week. And it's like, Oh, Oh yeah. <laughs> Thanks for like letting you, us know. Yeah. Like you say, I'm like, Oh, huh, I didn't want to hear that story. Yeah,
6: yeah. 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 So yeah, I try to keep that on the D low. So, but we know a yeah. few BPs these days and yeah, it's interesting, but yeah, you know, some got a few more stories. So if you do this down the road, we'll maybe do an anniversary, spooky, scary, crazy. <laughs> you know and i'm sure we'll have some this year yeah. so
1: well i'm going to i'm going to share you one story with you that happened to me a a long time ago and it has nothing to do with border patrol but I, I i have some things to work into this show this is uh this happened in kentucky in 2006 and i went down there and did some uh some herping with my friends uh jim shirash and uh, jeff leclaire and we were driving around various points in kentucky and we found this old abandoned house out in the woods as one does, yeah. and uh, and um, it's an old, it's a really old house. It's like a log cabin type house. And so we go inside. There's no door or anything. We go inside. There's still stuff in there. There's like tables and chairs, and there's a Bible on the table still. Wow. It all looks like a hundred years. Somebody walked out of there a hundred years ago, and nothing's changed. So wow. we're kind of just poking around there, looking for rat snakes, you know, things like that. So uh, I hear this noise. Under the floorboards, it's just kind of a weird, soft little noise and there's a hole in the floorboards in one corner of the, of the house. It's like a two room house and there's a hole in the, in there, the big enough that you could look under there. So (sighs) I got my flashlight, I get down on my hands and knees, I stick, I stick my head. Into this hole in the floor, and, I, <laughs> and I'm, I'm, you know, here I'm with my flashlight upside down. You can picture me. Oh wow! Looking and uh, shining back towards this noise, and there are two creatures under the floor. Oh no! And they're white, and they have huge bulging eyes, and they have like white fur. Oh come on, man! And I shine my lights on them, and they went.
6: oh no (laughs) and they're
1: about five six feet away from me and oh my god i i didn't wet myself Um, although it was um it was one of those moments you know one of those holy shnikes moments
6: oh yeah that's why the bible's on the table um
1: yeah (laughs) And, and so after a moment my brain starts putting it together right there it's not fur it's down they're two baby oh. turkey vultures. Oh yeah. And they look like, <laughs> they look like Muppets from hell. <laughs> they're, they're all white. They have the big eyes and I got the flashlight on it. So the oh, eyes are like, funny. you know, extra big and extra shiny and extra creepy. And, Oh yeah. And, and they're hissing at me as these <laughs> baby vultures do. They go, ah, you know? And, uh, but, uh, for, there was a, a second or two when I had, I thought I, you know, like I said, Muppets from hell.
6: Oh man. <laughs> That's freaky! Wow! Yeah, So
1: uh, I got a picture of one of them somewhere. Uh, that is dig funny. That out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a great so, story.
6: Was it day or night? Was it? Nighttime? It was day. Oh, it was wow. day. You know. Boy, and do it, that it, one at night, and you know, you'll never be the same.
1: Oh man, <laughs> um, I have to admit, you know, it, it's it's a story with a logical. Explanation.
6: Yeah. That but not good.
1: in those first two or three seconds when you're like,
6: oh, man. What yeah. You're, yeah. Your mind runs. So, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. I've learned to pay attention though. I really have. I used to blow things off out in the field and go, ah, that da, da, da. I've seen things at this point where if I see a light on the border, I go, I know what that is. Or, you know, yeah. um, yeah, but that's, yeah, that's a good story, Mike. That's funny. <laughs> I like that one a lot, man. Yeah. We run yeah. into a lot of. Funky stuff as herpers out in the field, you know, that's, yeah. I think that's part of why I like it. Honestly, I like doing that stuff. So
1: always something different.
6: I think so. I think so.
1: (laughs) Well, thanks for coming on the show and and sharing your stories. I appreciate it.
6: You bet. And, 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 you know, it's 2022, so I'll, I'll get you some more. I'll go out and we'll, we'll find some more of those stories. Make some more. Heck yeah. yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah. Just
1: keep your bear spray handy.
6: (laughs) Thanks, Mike. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you, Rob. You bet.
1: Here I am again with yet another creepy story, one for the books. And uh, this segment, I've recorded one segment in uh, in uh, beautiful downtown Greece uh, for the for the show, and I'm getting ready to record a second one. And I'm sitting around. Just had a big meal, uh, a beautiful Greek meal, and uh, we're sitting around getting ready to do something else. But first, we're going to do this creepy story thing. And so, the thing I want to talk about is this. Creepy Forest Hotel, uh, which was in Hungary. So we went to Greece, then we went to Hungary, then we went to Slovenia, back to Hungary, and back to Greece. And when we were in Hungary. We uh, were going for a sp- particular type of Viper in a very remote location, and the only place to stay was in this hotel that was a resort, like a resort. Somebody else, uh, do you agree? That, that a resort from 100
0: years ago? It was, it was a genteel lodge.
1: It was a gentleman's lodge. A gentleman's lot? Is for it like hunting. a gentleman's club? or
7: Gentleman's hunting lodge.
1: Okay. All right. But it had seen better days. Uh, and, and so everything was kind of run down. So somebody, somebody set the stage for this story because we we pull in there, it's it's dark, and what happens? So
5: there's no – we we come into the town, and there's nobody on the streets. And the town – I say town. Town is pretty loose. It was like a group of seven houses. And, uh, the GPS takes us to a location. We drive around this house and the people in the house that were inside the house kind of looked at us funny. And, uh, and then we realized we're at the wrong place and went to the place next door and it's a ghost town. So there's nobody there. So it's dark, it's 8 PM at night and nobody is outside Nobody's around. There's no
1: stores. It's just this ghost town. Yeah. Decrepit ghost town. Decrepit. Thanks, Matt. And thanks, Pat. So um, what the, um, the thing that most, you know, you get there and it's just silent. There's no, there's no lights anywhere. There's no people walking around. All the houses, it's like, what, 9 o'clock at night. But all the houses are dark. We don't know if anybody lives in them. There's no, like, television glow. There's, there's nothing. Uh, and, and somebody asked about beer. Who, who asked? Tell, tell me that. Okay. okay. We went to check in, and we were told to be there by 8,
5: and I think we pushed that a little far, and it was, I think, at 8.30, and she was a little upset with us. And as we were checking in, we paid, it was equivalent of about 14 U.S. dollars per person, which is the first clue. But, uh, so we dropped the $14 a person check into our place. Oh, and, and we realized, um, you know, we had dinner like four hours before and early dinner and we were all kind of ready for a snack and maybe a couple beers to go. Uh, it's too cold to find herps other than some amphibians at night. So have a couple beers, go to sleep. We ask her if there's anywhere to go. And she looks at us, her eyes open wide. She knew what we were asking and she said no. And she, it was a pretty solid no.
1: Didn't she kind of cackle like an yeah. evil witch
5: too? Well, yeah, it was, it was, there was no doubt there was nowhere to go to buy stuff. So, um, so we, uh, we didn't believe her.
4: <laughs>
5: and then we went and looked for a store and drove around the whole quote town.
1: Three minutes later.
5: Three minutes later, we come back and say, there's nowhere to buy beer. We, there was no light anywhere. It was just no, completely it, black. It was no, there was nothing. It was a it was a serious ghost town, and I've never seen a a, a town like that that had nobody outside at after eight p.m. It was it, it was
1: a town that dreaded sundown. Yes, it was. Yeah, and so you, uh, Matt, you and Jeff uh, see some eyes in the forest.
5: Well, we have no beer. We're there to herp. <laughs> and uh and so we look at the gps and see there's a pool which is always a great place to go find maybe some amphibians and uh so we walk over towards the pool and jeff um you know he's he's the new guy he shines his light into the forest which is a no-no and he sees he sees uh, eyes looking back and um he says "Oh, there's, there's something looking at us over there and so i shine my light over there and uh and I'll tell you, I, I see eyes that they must have been two feet apart. I'm not exaggerating. Probably I'm exaggerating a little bit, but they were far apart. And I don't know what kind of deer they were. We think they were deer, but they were going. They were bobbing up and down as I'm shining my light. Maybe it was
1: know. two one-eyed deer standing two feet apart. Well, they were they were synchronized though, like synchronized blinking. Or yeah, I guess so. yeah, it could have been it could have been two, but it was probably one. So uh, let, let me. So in all your wisdom, you guys decided to follow the lights into the forest. We wanted to see what this was. So we went in, uh,
5: and, uh, and I confirmed that it was a deer, a uh, multiple deer. And, uh, they ran away from us as we got closer. Oh, sure.
1: They were deer when you got there, but were they deer when you first saw them?
5: No, they weren't. And, and I'm telling you, it looked like their eyes were so far apart that it was odd. And again, bobbing up and down.
1: I'm going to tell. The, I'm going to say something to my entire listening audience. If you see lights in the forest, don't go. Don't follow them. Oh. You, you know, you'll wake up 30 years later with a really long beard. It's a
5: good rule, but it's not one I ever follow. So,
1: <laughs> okay. But it was kind of it was kind of creepy from that standpoint. Of oh my gosh, there's there's eye shine back in the in this forest, and uh, the the other part. I don't know who else has a piece of this they want to tell. Go ahead, Brian. So
4: we're walking around, and uh, I mean, it's not creepy, but it, it fits kind of the the feel of the whole thing, you know? Like, as when um, I've never heard in Europe before. And the big thing that seemed really apparent to me is how old everything feels. I mean, every place is old, every place has history. But just for some reason, when you're in these woods that are the birthplace of all the stories and famous monsters that we grew up with.
1: Like werewolves.
4: Yeah. It feels old. You know, there's a thing. Um, so I'm walking around behind the, the one of the the houses looking for amphibians. And uh, I see this little thing on the ground. I'm like, Oh, what's this? I pick it up and it's a, it's an ear. What? It's a it's an, like a, a mammal's ear. <laughs> so I start, you know, uh, I open up, the, uh, you know, just like them crawling into the woods, which you're not supposed to do. I see an ear I'm like, huh, I
1: should have probably, you ever, have you ever seen the movie blue velvet? No, I haven't. No, because there's a found ear in the middle of that too. <laughs> anyway, go ahead.
4: So I look and I see a tunnel and you know, just like you shouldn't go in the woods I'm like, well, I found an ear. I should probably, you know, go into his house and see what's going on, but I didn't get under there cause there was a I uh, I found the rest of the animal. I think it might've been a badger or something. Was it was a good sized. Good size thing. But I guess you you, you experienced this animal as well because it was right underneath so your bathroom.
1: It was right, you were right behind uh, the cabin where uh, Matt and I yeah. and Eric were staying. And it, there was a dead badger underneath like a sidewalk. I, I can't really quite comprehend where it was. It was underground. Mm-hmm. But the smell of the dead badger was coming up in our bathroom. You walk in the bathroom and it's like, oh my gosh all you can smell is something dead but you you know it's like where's you know look in the corners and look behind the toilet and there's nothing dead in the bathroom you look in the toilet there's nothing in there but the the, the smell of this was just overpowering
4: well i found most
1: of it it was, it was there <laughs> except for the ear one piece at a time right the yeah. ear and then.
4: so we had one dead animal no beer um no uh no no herbs so you know
1: yeah and and three stars <laughs> Still not the worst place we've ever stayed. Not at all. Not, not at all. <laughs> so, but but it, so the whole thing was to me, you know, rundown buildings, nobody around, cackle from the woman who who checked us in. <laughs> you want beer? You know, it was just the whole thing had this really sketchy vibe to it, and I don't feel like I'm making this up. I think people, other people, felt it was kind of an odd place. I mean, I'm looking around the room here. Am I getting some head nods?
4: There's a movie on Netflix I'm telling all you guys to watch because you haven't seen it called The Ritual. If anyone hasn't seen The Ritual, that's an accurate read on the vibe that I was getting, and you should definitely watch that.
1: Okay, very good. And and Pat's got something to add to this.
7: So this is not a, a creepy vibe. This was kind of a good vibe. So fast forward to the next day, and as we drive into town, we see the good witch by the force. Everybody remember the good witch? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what a bad witch if we found that
0: at night? At uh, night
7: this would be terrifying. Uh, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah,
1: I'm going to have to use that for the show <laughs> but, um for the uh show notes. Yeah. 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 yeah,
7: but but in the daytime she's a good witch. And so I had a <laughs> I you had have, a really you have good, to explain
1: what this is now.
7: So yeah, so it's just you know I don't know how you explain that. Just a, a Hungarian witch in a, a long dress all the way down, model sitting in the woods with a mock tractor in the back with big giant eyes. I don't know. The tractor or the witch? No, she's she's quite attractive, I think. At night. She's, a,
1: she's a department store mannequin, she, Pat. She,
7: she would be, well. I think look, it's time look, for you to I go does. home. I've been here a long time. <laughs> Can't wait to go. I, home. I agree. She's very attractive for a roadside mannequin. Yeah. So, but I had a good feeling after, and I and I and I walked over and and got a close up. Did you get a selfie with her? I didn't. I okay. should have.
5: That's not your first mannequin. It's it's, it's not.
7: It's not. Oh. So that might be a thing. I don't know. Because uh, <laughs> why do I keep finding mannequins out in the woods? Anyway, I I felt good after. In both cases, they were womanikins too. They were, and I didn't get a selfie with either. I'm I'm gonna have to do better. Do better.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, but anyway, so the next day was not creepy. Um, We found the the good Hungarian. No, it was an awesome day. And when the sun came, you know, up, the place kind of transformed. It didn't look creepy at all. No, it looked it it was. And then we went out looking for the meadow
7: viper, and. I mean, it was a wonderful little place. It was very pleasant to walk around. These beautiful little vipers just hanging out. Yeah. It was probably most pleasant herping that I've done in a long time because nothing was sticking and biting and poking. Nothing was very hostile there at all. So
1: it started out creepy and it turned out great. Started out creepy and ended out wonderful. We had the same number of people at the end. No one died.
7: (laughs) (laughs) That's always good.
1: All right. Well, thanks guys uh, for chiming in on this. And uh, you know, it's kind of like being in the middle of a Scooby-Doo cartoon for whatever reason, you know, it was just kind of had that weird foreign, con- foreign country vibe. Like there's going to be a werewolf come around the corner or something. Uh,
5: and one more thing on this, uh, we walk in the room and it's probably 85 degrees in the room <laughs> and the, the radiator heat is on and you couldn't turn it off. So there's no way to cool the room down. And it's cool outside, but inside the room is like a sauna. And uh, we all had the issue of
1: getting the room cool enough to sleep. Yeah, yeah, so we had to open all the windows on on this little dilapidated shack. As far as I know, the, the radiators are still on. Sorry, I, I probably could not help you all with because I turned all of ours off before you got there. there. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, <laughs> well, you have to well, block them in manually. Thanks. Thank you. It's good to have an HVAC expert on these trips.
6: If I could just add the flip side to this. uh, If there's a Hungarian hotel podcast, they're talking about the nine Americans that showed up. (laughs) They showed up late. We checked them in. We showed them their rooms.
1: We demanded beer.
6: They demanded beer. And then when we left, they chased our deer through the woods, shining flashlights through the swimming pool walking around and that's probably on the Hungarian Creepy Podcast right up-turning,
0: now. <laughs> upturning all of their uh, garbage. Uh, upturning all of their garbage and anything that we can lift and look for like spiders and things that are probably have all sorts of like myths.
1: Ar- Attempting yeah. to make dates with their daylight Hungarian witches.
0: <laughs> yes. that <they're> Basically. <laughs> so if I could also like paint a picture of this place as well and, and it, it was it was um, salient to me because I'm from the desert. Right. And we don't, we just don't have this is when you, when we're going into the forest towards the hotel, it's a one lane road and it is a tunnel of trees. And it's not like the jungle. It's like the creepy, like big, tall trees. Um, they're gnarly too. They're not right.
1: like sleek. They're, right.
0: are Right, you know, you got the 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 dead logs and ferns and things on the ground. And so you're going before we even do arrive the hotel, we're getting creepier and creepier yeah. creepier and creepier. And after after our whole experience with the deer and the lights in in the forest, I apparently didn't learn my lesson because one of the one of the herpers that we were with, um, a GJ, great guy, a fantastic herper. He goes, let's go out and look for amphibians. And I was the only one that wanted to go with them. And so we go out there and And this is at night too. and this was at night. This is probably 1130 or midnight down in this forest. And we get, and we keep like looking at pins on the map for the little service that we had and we're looking for the bombina or the fire belly toad. And we hear them calling in the distance. And I think they must've been sirens because. We would get to like where we think would be water, and there wasn't water, but there were still Bombina calling in the distance.
1: I'm telling it you, it was like
0: reaching and reaching, I'm and you. and I felt like if we didn't actually turn around, we might have been possessed. It was probably probably the good witch yeah. gone bad at night, calling with the Bombina call, like the sirens
1: <laughs> Bowling you be, in,
0: because you have to use frog calls to call herpers in. Not
1: that's right, right. All that all forest. all that damsel in distress stuff doesn't no, work.
0: No, 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 no. If you want to get all of them out into the woods at the same time, you get some sort of. What the
1: frog cult. sound? Let's oh. go find the frog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's kind of Blair Witchy,
0: right? Yeah, right. Yeah, and I and I kept making jokes about trolls. You did. You I, did. I kept making jokes about trolls. Well, like we kind of all were, and um, GJ and Anik like turned around. Like, and said, Jeff, why are you joking about trolls? Those are in Norway. Allegedly. I'm like, oh, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> yeah. What is here? <laughs> Werewolves. Oh, right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Well, thanks everybody for chiming in on this uh, creepy story uh, 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 vignette uh, from uh, Eastern Europe uh, or the Balkans. Is, is Hungary a Balkan state? No, not quite. It's an Eastern European oh, okay. state. But uh, anyway, thanks a lot for uh, chiming in on this, and uh, we'll talk about something else next time. That's it for episode 72. I want to say thanks to everyone who contributed to this episode, one way or the other. Matt Ratcliffe, Jake Scott, and his alleged litter robot, uh, John Burris, Tim Warfel, Matt Cage, Jeff Martineau, Rob Kreutzer, Pat Kane, and Brian Hughes, and if you have nightmares about earless badgers in your bathroom, don't blame me, blame Brian Hughes. And uh, I also want to say thanks once again to Brad Allen and all of the So Much Pingo patrons for supporting the show and for keeping it rolling along into the future, and if you would like to kick in a few bucks to help support the show, you can do so via Patreon. Just go to patreon.com slash somuchpingle, and so pingle is all one word. You can also make one-time contributions via PayPal or Venmo. Just drop me an email to somuchpingle at gmail.com for more details. And don't forget that you can find all of the recorded episodes and show notes at somuchpingle.com, and you can join the So Much Pingle Facebook group to follow the show and interact with me and some of my guests. And last but not least, you can reach me directly via email at somuchpingle at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. And until we meet again, please take good care of yourselves. And don't forget to hurt better.